My name's Felicity, and I worked so much today that I barely have enough soul left to live that I started drinking coffee at about 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and I'm Kimmy, and um, I put on fuzzy socks today out of fear of people with foot fetishes. And this is Crime-ish, and this is a podcast where Kimmy and I will be discussing true crime, as in Kimmy will mostly be doing the true crime, why I simply react because I think some of the shit she tells me is baffling. And why we're kind of doing that, we're going to try some of these snacks and kind of give a ranking of them, why Kimmy's kind of going through this entire true crime podcast, or this true crime moment we're about to have. (laughs) Some context before, my name's Felicity. This is our first time running a podcast together. It should be a very interesting thing, and we're kind of hoping to do it, you know, maybe once a month. We haven't really thought about it that far, and that, that's okay. So, um, is there anything you want to talk about yourself, Kimmy? Um, I'm a simple lady. Um, I, co- I, uh, that's it. Okay, <laughs> And well. I spent a lot of time researching this, um, and I'm going to be looking down here a lot, because I have 15 pages of notes to look at. So fair. I thought you said you finished most of the notes today. I did, but it's still fifteen. That no, is... not most. the The last like three pages. Oh, that's fair. Never mind. The that other ones were sense. the other night. We love procrastination. <laughs> okay, so Kimmy, I do not know the pre context of these cases. I don't know them. I don't really listen to true crime. That's not really something that I've ever really listen to most of the podcasts I listen to are like tripod podcast and like the tripod the try guys wives so that's like the extent of my podcast listening however um Kimmy I believe listens to true crime all the time I do um my favorite ones are Rotten Mango I listen to uh Morbid a true crime podcast and uh another one that I really like is um Small Town Murder, which is a comedy podcast. Oh, well. Which focuses on murder. A lot of murder. So, yeah, Kimmy is definitely the specialist and the expert in this. So, but we've talked about true crime before. Yeah. We've had conversations about it, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, some of these things are just baffling to me. So, um, then we made a podcast about it, I guess, why I eat snacks and Kimmy tries them, and then I'll be ranking them. And in the end, we have a very special ranking from Kimmy. So, um, so before I start the case, a uh, little content trigger warning, because this has uh, a lot of sexual violence in it, as uh, a lot of serial killers uh, tend to have. Uh, the only thing that Felicity knew before uh, this podcast was uh, that it was going to be a serial killer. Yeah, that was uh, all the context I was given. But there is, like a lot going on, so if you're not cool with, like, gore, uh, kind of things, this ain't for you. This is not for you. This is also very rated R. (laughs) I do, I curse and cuss a lot and say shit that's definitely not for the PG, it shouldn't be for the PG-13 audience, Mm -hmm. nor... It's just rated R. That's the, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. My vulgar language would not make it on the PG-13 Kids channel, so that's that. And if your language wasn't vulgar enough, the content of this case is uh, enough to be rated R. Fair. Yeah. So, trigger warning, sexual assault, 
triggering. I'm assuming violence since we're running on the serial killer. <laughs> Uh, probably not the podcast for you, but I think it's about time we get into it. So, Kimmy, okay. take it away. So, today, um, I'm going to be talking to you about uh, the life of serial killer uh, Edmund Kemper. Good old Ed Kemper is what we'll call him, though. Uh, so, he was born December 18th, 1948. Um, he, he was born in California. Uh, his parents were Clarnell and Edmund Kemper II, so he's technically Edmund Kemper III. He's the copy version. Yep. Okay. Uh, his father was a World War II vet who, after the war, began work as an electrician. What a career path switch. Right? Um, Edmund Kemper was a uh, really big baby. Like a large baby. Like an act, Not like an actual baby. a large baby. baby. Uh, 13 pounds when he was born. Oh, you mean like he actually like was a born a large baby. baby. I thought uh, you meant like his mentality, like he was kind of a pussy or something. I was like, <laughs> what? I'm like, okay, I guess I this mean, is the way to go. Well, we'll get I'll into let you it. decide we'll, that later. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, by the time he was four years old, he was considered to be much, much, much taller than everybody else his own age, which, uh is going to be pretty common throughout his entire life because he ends up being around, like, six, nine. Holy fuck! This like man's, a tall man. This man is six, nine? Tall man. Oh, my God. Tall man. How do you function as a six, nine folk? Alvin can't even fit in the shower, and he's, like, six foot two? Like, I can't even understand functioning as a six foot nine individual. Um, also, uh, he was a the middle child. Uh, just... So, you know, he has two siblings, two sisters, which will come into play a little bit later. You're probably going to have to speak up. You're very quiet. He had two sisters. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And um, his parents were what many would consider not a good fit. They were constantly arguing Mm. with each other. Relatable. In front of the kids. uh, Mm. Very aggressive. uh, You know. Not great. War flashbacks, but okay. One might say that they weren't in the best relationship. Are we talking like probably to domestic abuse level or? Um, it was noted a lot that the wife Clarnell was very, very abusive. Oh, she was abusive to him. Yeah, but they. But he would also fight. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So it's not like one of them was in the wrong. Okay. But she was just known for being aggressive. Okay. That makes... That's interesting that she's kind of the one well more known in this situation for being the one more aggressive. Also, we're going to break into the the Kit Kat thing. Heck yeah. And kind of... So, uh... A lot of times when people are talking about serial killers... Um, they talk about, like, their early life. Like, what were the signs? Yeah. And I think that when you think of those signs, Edmund Kemper is a perfect example of the signs being there. Okay. Because um, at the age of 10, he buried his family cat alive. Oh, my God. Uh, after it died, he dug it out, decapitated it, uh, and displayed its head on a spike. So when you what a fucking process! Like, 
You're just like, alright, I'm gonna bury this cat. It's already still alive. I'm not gonna wait till it ages. Like, I understand taxidermy is a thing, but this is like... No, no, no. Taxidermy on crack. No. Like, this isn't even like, okay. People on... Buried a cat alive. <laughs> just to kill it. At the age of ten. That's such a... And it's like, my thing about that, so I, for some background, have... I don't work with youth, but I do... I work in the psych field, in the mental health field. So some of these things for me are very interesting because I that's interesting because it's like the thought process here is this man didn't just kill something to kill something. He went to go bury this fucking cat specifically to probably torment it and like suffocate a fucking cat until it died. Like that is such a brutal way to take something out. And then decapitated it. And then decapitated it. And then he put it on display. On a spike. Where? Like, in the yard. Next to the mailbox? Just, like, in the yard. Next to the windmill? In Wait, the windmill? What's the little this twirly is... thingies that are, like, you know, little things that blow in the wind? What are those things called? Somebody help. Is this, like, a... <laughs> it's, like, they blow in the wind and they spin in a circle. A pinwheel! A pinwheel. Holy shit, that took a lot. Not a windmill. <laughs> but, um... He later said that it actually made him really happy to lie to his family about who killed the cat. What the fuck? Okay. Okay. That's kind of whack. And then, that's not the end of the cats. Because uh, when he was 13, he killed another family cat. And he said that he did it because he thought the cat liked his younger sister more. And he kept pieces of the cat until his mom found them. Okay, I have a quick idea why we're going through this. I'm going to try a snack. Every time that Kimmy tells me something through this case, that just makes me go, what the fuck did I actually just hear? Let's go, pardon? Part, I'm going to be like, stop. <laughs> I need a sec. We're on one of those parts. So this is a dark chocolate Kit Kat. I'm not sure. They didn't, there was not a guide for this um, random mix of Kit Kats, so I didn't get, I don't know what this is. So we're just going to give a quick comment on what we think it is. It smells like dark chocolate. I think it's just dark chocolate. Oh, it's pretty underwhelming. But it's I good. mean, that's good. Okay. Well, for now, we're going to put that in the middle. Because I don't. It's dark. Good. It's okay. It tastes like Kit Kat, but on the bitterer end of Kit Katniss. So, we'll put that in the middle of the ranking for right now. But continue. Um, that we're still talking about his young days, like his early life. Yeah. He has a lot going on in this time. I assume. Um, so he performed rituals with his younger sister's dolls, which would include him removing their hands and their head. Okay, so far that's not too shocking with kind of no, how that's not been. And anyways, like, I know a lot of people who would dismember their Barbie dolls anyway. Yeah, made mine have sex. See, it's not that weird. Yeah. But that coupled with everything else. Yeah, that that's strange. But also their hands. Like, how do you remove a Barbie doll's hands? Which is strange <laughs> to me. I know that's, like, out of everything we've been talking about, like, how do you remove the Barbie doll's hands? I mean, like, Barbie dolls don't... Or, did they specifically say Barbie, or is it just dolls? Dolls. Oh, okay. Well, some dolls have, like, removable joint hands. Yeah, but it could have also been, like, a porcelain doll where he could have just, like, broken it. Like, oh. a glass doll. 
We don't know. Oh, yeah, true. I'm not sure. They didn't specify, so never mind. Um, so his older sister actually teased him, uh, and asked him why he didn't try to kiss his teacher, because, uh, she thought that it was weird that she didn't, that he didn't have a crush on his teacher. Which, you know, whatever. But his response to her teasing, right, is the weird part. Oh, God. Because his response was, if I kiss her, I'd have to kill her first. All right. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) So you're telling, okay, so we're literally looking at like a necrophiliac type person. Is is that how you say necrophiliac? Yeah, potentially, yeah. Okay, I think we're looking at like a green macho. I personally really like the matcha cats. I don't really like matcha, but this is good. No, yeah, I think it tastes pretty good. All right, this is definitely about the dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, wait, what's up and down? We'll have this be lower. No, this will be the higher up ring. So we'll put you right here. That one's actually really good. Yeah, I like that one a lot. But so he pretty much was like, listen. I don't want to kiss her. I don't want to do anything unless she's cold, dead, and stiff. Kind of. And he's how old at that point? Um, I'm not sure, but he was probably between the ages of, like, 10 and, like, 13. Oh, my God. Like, young. Jesus. Not like it makes it any better if he was, like, 22, but, like, it makes it worse still Um, that he's 13. Another thing with teachers okay um he this is like what he has said like now uh-huh uh was that he also said that he would leave his house with his dad's bayonet from world war ii because his dad was a vet remember uh-huh and watch his second grade teacher through her window with a gun in his hands he never shot her. He wasn't violent, but he would, like, watch her with a gun in his hand. It's not... It's not the fact that, like... I mean, it is weird if you're just creeping out the window and you're, like, just have, a like, a handgun in hand and you're just, like, watching someone through the window. Like, imagine a second grader. Second grader! <laughs> it's, like, imagine, like, a, someone, like, you know, 10, 13 years old walking around with what's practically a fucking rifle with a knife on the end of it. It's, like, not even, like, it's not even, like, discreet. It is, like, a whole moment. And then, to top it off, like, the topping on the cake is putting a fucking knife on the end of a fucking rifle. How do you just casually walk to someone's house like that? Was nobody, like, huh? In Burbank, California, which In is- California, yeah. of all places to me. Um, so, he had a few little games that he liked to play as a kid. You know? Uh, his favorite childhood <coughs> games were, uh, electric chair and gas chamber. Okay, kids are kind of fucked up, so for some reason I'm not tapping out on that one to try a snack. I don't know why, but I think it's just because well, I find kids... let me give you the deets. Oh, Lord, we're gonna end up tapping on um, this. Um, he would have his sister tie him up and flip an imaginary switch, and then he would fall over and convulse on the floor. Yeah, that still don't tap out on that. Like, monkey see, monkey do with kids. I guess. Like, and I mean, it was right after, um, 
World War Two, and his dad was like a vet. Still shitty though. Yeah, still awful, but you know, that's monkey see, monkey do every time. I swear. Also, I think that his older sister was low key just out to get him because here we go. <laughs> oh, he God. had a few near death experiences as a child. Yeah. Uh. Which included when his older sister tried to push him in front of a train. She didn't succeed. That's like, that's like sibling rivalry? Rivalry? Sibling rivalry. Why can't I say that? Sibling rivalry. Rivalry? Rivalry. 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 There you go. Sibling rivalry. <laughs> I can't say it any slower than that. Sibling rivalry to, like, a different maximum level. Like, oh, that's, yeah. like, that's I, not normal. That's not the normal situation. I think she's just out to get it. I think she genuinely, wholeheartedly wanted he That or, I bet you money somewhere in here he did something horribly fucked up to her as a child. Because if he's out here, like, burying cats alive at that age like I bet you money at some point he probably did something fucked but also think about it this way maybe if this is like a genetic thing like a mental genetic thing maybe at some point like she got pissed that he like kept breaking her dolls so she's like I'm gonna fucking push this bitch in front of a train like it's a little extreme but also it's like hold on there's not a tap out moment but we should also like what's it called and I'm gonna try can I give you one more thing before that. Oh boy, yeah. Um, she did actually successfully push him into the deep end where of the pool, uh-huh. where he almost drowned. Oh my god. Uh, the same sister. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, I assume the same. So I just thought sister. I'd give you that info. Oh my god. Before we move to a snack. Oh my god. So she like. First, what, she like low key out to get him, low key high key out to get him. Oh my god! Or something. Okay, so first she's like train failed, and then she's like you can't swim, bitch, and then he just Deep pushed. End. And then, I mean, they smell. That's weird. Me. I don't know what it is. It smells like fake coffee. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't even know what it is. I can't, like, pinpoint what it's supposed to be. Like, what was that supposed to be? All it says on the wrapper is break in English. Like, nothing else is in English for me to be able to tell. Why does it low-key taste like weed? Oh, yeah, it does kind of taste like an edible. We're gonna get high off of Kit I don't want to get high. Not <laughs> off of a Kit Kat. No. Not during a podcast. It's not what I'm expecting. It. Maybe it's like a weird coffee flavor. Yeah, that's kind of what it tastes like. Or maybe it's supposed to be like a brown sugar, oh, like boba right. kind of a thing. Yeah, you might be right on that one. Okay. Also, well. this is niche memory of mine. Uh, at the book fair, they had these chocolate bar calculators that were chocolate scented and it was like a really gross fake chocolate that's what this smells like huh niche memory that's a very specific description that i don't know if i can pick it's definitely above the dark chocolate for me it has a weird taste that i'm addicted to like i need it again 
I would eat it again just out of confusion. Yeah, like a double take. You're like, <laughs> hello? But, all right, okay. continuing. We left off at drowning in a pool, so. <laughs> so, he was really close to his father growing up. Like, very, very close to his father. Okay. Uh, and he was very, very upset when his parents separated. They separated oh. in 1957, so when he was about nine years old. So, he's a divorced child. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, his mom was known to be a neurotic. Oh, well, that's okay, too. Domineering. Oh! An alcoholic who would constantly belittle, humiliate, and abuse Ed. Specifically oh, him. I thought this was going to turn into, like, a no. dominatrix queen of the 1950s, but this is very clearly uh, not that no. type of situation. Clarnell is not the lady. Wait, give me the first adjective. Uh... Neurotic. Oh, neurotic, not erotic. Okay, thank no. God. I thought you said erotic, and then I was like, oh, Can no. I, you, you ready for a fun fact? Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, she often made him sleep in a locked basement because she believed he would hurt and or sexually assault his sisters. He had never been known to do this before, but she was just thinking he would. So she was just, like, massively fucking adamant that this was a thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Even though there was nothing saying he had done it before, you know? So... But that's a weird assumption just to make. I think it was probably just an excuse to, like, fucking lock him in a basement, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. So by the time he was 15, uh, he was six foot four. Holy fuck! And she would constantly make fun of him for that. Even though he could, like, knock her out. Like, yeah. he could literally just lay this woman to the fucking ground. <laughs> like, there's, there's, like, six foot four. Okay. Also, when uh, his parents divorced, he was, uh, he moved with his mom. Like, Why? his mom had custody. Why? Was the there, like, a children. reason? I don't know if there was necessarily a reason, but all the kids went with the mom. Who okay. moved to uh, Helena, Montana. Okay. Just so... We're not in California anymore. We're we are not in Kansas anymore. Montana. It's even worse, I feel like, in my opinion. But okay. Um, she would also refuse to show him any affection because she thought it could, quote, turn him gay. Oh my god. Okay. So, my, my lady Clarnell, she's a piece of work. Uh, you know... Ah, if I hug my son, he will become a homosexual. I love the logic of people who think like that, because that's still a thing. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. This might have been in the 50s, but still yuck. Yeah, doesn't really matter. That's still painful to hear. Like, this poor child. Even though he's kind of fucked up. But this poor child, like... But at at this time, he's still, like, a child. He hasn't... Like, he's killed cats, which is wrong. But he hasn't, like done anything to, like, really deserve this, as far as I know. I don't know. Killing a cat's still pretty fucking bad, but... I don't know but if he deserves to not have get affection of his from, mother. love from his parents, when he's already probably feeling really pretty shitty up. since his parents aren't together. This poor man. Hold and, on. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you can go. She would constantly tell him that he reminded her of his father 
and that no woman would ever love him from Damn. like a young age. All right. Which is like kind of the, the stereotype of what's going to happen in a lot of divorced households. I feel like it ha- like it's talked about a lot. It's true. My family member right now is going through something like that where she looks at her kid. It's not like that, not like this situation, mm-hmm. but like she's just like, wow, you know, he, he looks so much like his dad. Sometimes that's like a painful thing. And I'm like, that's valid. Like, yeah. does. Hold on. For the homophobia and the abusive mother, we're opening this one that is not in English at all, so we can't really tell what flavor it is at all. But we're gonna sniff it and try it. Oh, I'm having a hard time. Oh! Oh. Oh, it's just matcha again. Oh. Oh. Well, that's not that fun. I mean, I'll eat it. I like it. Where's the different packaging? Hmm. Like, what is the other one? This one's darker. A lot more bitter. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the other one more. You like the other one more? I like this one more. Don't forget we rearranged it in the end anyways, so. It's like dry. It's dry? I don't like it. Huh. I think it's pretty good. I'm also not a huge matcha person. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've mentioned that before. That's true. Not even coffee can save it for me. I thought it was delicious. This is where we differentiate in taste. Mm-hmm. But alright. <laughs> Abusive mom and homophobic. So. Uh, his, Ed described his mother as a sick and angry woman. This fucking sounds like that. Sounds like it's a pretty basic, basic way of describing what you just told me. Also, many people who have talked about Ed Kemper's mother um, have, like, a lot of people have suspected that she has BPD. <laughs> just. Uh, some people just are like, yeah, it's a fact, but it's like she's never technically diagnosed, but, like, most people suspect it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know enough about... I don't know enough about this woman's, like, characteristics or behaviors to give, like, an educated viewpoint of that. So I don't feel like I can have an opinion to be like, ah, this lady had BPD! Like... Because I wonder if they're just, like, taking the stigmas of BPD and going, like, she's a toxic parent. Yeah. Probably BPD. Also, it's kind of like, you can't really... Like, I feel like people just, like, especially in, like, the 1950s, like, mm-hmm. you can't... But, like, even now people speculate that she... They say that she did have it, even though she was never officially diagnosed. Maybe if you had, like, more record of her characteristics, I don't think that's, like, a... Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly, like, a but, thing of BPD for that. Like, I don't yeah. understand how you can make such a for-sure direct correlation to that. Um, so... At the age of 14, he ran away to California. <laughs> like, okay. from Montana to California. Go, he made it whoa, okay. at 14. Okay. Uh, he wanted to reconnect with his dad. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Was he dead? Uh, no, but his dad uh, remarried and had a stepson. His dad moved on with his life. I mean, as... Divorced parents do, yeah. I mean, that's sad as fuck in a weird way. Like, he probably was really upset about that, but... So, Ed lived with his dad for a bit, but then his dad sent him off to live with his paternal grandparents. So, 
his dad sent Ed to live with his parents, if that makes sense. Why? Was there ever a reason for that? Um, it was... I don't... Not a specific reason. I imagine it was something... I imagine he kind of wanted to, like... He had a new life going on, and he probably didn't want, like, his son... His old son getting in the way of it. You know? Maybe, He moved on. He probably just wanted to continue moving on. And just live his life. Yeah, probably. That's fucking sad. Uh, his grandparents lived in, on a ranch in North Fork, California. Where's North Fork? Do you know where that is? Not exactly. I don't either. I have no idea where that is, actually. I know we have a South Fork. Yeah. But, uh, Ed described his grandfather as senile. Great! We love, um, senile old folk. his grandma was constantly emasculating him and his grandfather constantly apparently emasculating as in what does that word mean exactly i'm uh, sorry making them feel less masculine oh yeah oh that sucks um what is with people just being dicks i do not comprehend so are we ready for the no, fuckery you're gonna, gonna want to wait oh man give okay. me a minute okay. <laughs> so <Yes>. august 27th <laughs> 1964 oh we got a date okay yeah we do an exact date. Okay. So, his grandmother's name was Maud Matilda Huey Kemper. She was 67 years old. Maud Matilda Huey Kemper. Kemper. Who the fuck is named Huey? Huey. Huey. That's not that. That's not that weird. Kiwi? That's an interesting There's name. There's people named Kiwi. I don't think I've ever met anybody named Kiwi. You're I'm, saying Kiwi. Yeah, I just said Kiwi. Kiwi. Uh, so she was at the kitchen table in her home, in her uh-huh. cute little ranch house, right? Okay. I'm setting the scene for you. I can see that. Her and Ed, who's about fi- who's 15 at the time. Uh-huh. Like a tall man. Okay. <laughs> tall 15-year-old. Six-foot-two man, yes. Six, yeah. Uh, they get into an argument. Ugh. It's not said exactly what this argument was, but they got into it. Okay. He storms off. Mm-hmm. As, as you do. Boys do, yes. Um, but unlike most 15-year-olds, uh, he grabbed a rifle and shot her in the head and then shot her two more times in the back. Um. Uh, so, are you sure? Because you're gonna have to eat another one in a minute. That's fine. But... Okay. So this man, this 15-year-old man, he's like, I'm pissed, and then grabs a rifle. Oh, here you go. I'm sorry. I think it has penguins on it. I'm not sure what that that means. I I don't know what it means. Oh, I think it's maple. It says maple. Yeah, it smells like maple. It smells like a waffle. Oh my god, I love maple. This is so good. I'm just a little stuck on the fact you shot her in the head. It's so sweet. It's so good. Shot her in the head, but not just in the head. With a rifle, like shooting people in the head with a rifle. That's like full brains. This is so good. That one looks pretty good. I love that. Oh fuck! I need the wrapper. But that means there's brain, there's blood, there's everything, everywhere. Everywhere. She's dead. She is dead in in, her kitchen. In her kitchen of all places. But like, she's fucking dead. She is dead, dead, dead. And yet he like went and then blew out a couple chunks of her back. Yeah, he shot her two more times in the back. That is fucking terrible. Alright, it's going beneath the darker green for me, but 
above the matcha and everything else. I think that one's my personal favorite. You'll re-rank when we're done, so that works. So, his grandfather. Yes. Was at the grocery store when this happened. Okay. Um, when he got back from the grocery store, Ed had, like, met him up in the driveway. But he's right? senile. His grandpa's senile and he was grocery shopping? Yeah. I mean, maybe I mean, Ed describes him as senile. Oh, that's fair. Never yeah. mind then. Yeah. Okay, maybe. He's not the most credible, potentially, as person. a 15-year-old. Yeah, fair. Um... So he met up his grand uh, met up with his grandpa in the driveway, right? Nice. Okay. And shot him. Where? Um. It's not specified. But he shot uh, him. Shot him dead. Okay. More than once. Uh, potentially. I'm not sure. Okay. Well. Uh, he then called his mom to tell her about it. That he <laughs> shot her ex parents in law. Yeah. And she told him to call the police, which he did. Um, he then waited there to be arrested. And, um, when questioned, he claimed that he just wanted to see what it felt like to kill Grandma. What the fuck? Um. I'm cracking another one over He also said that he killed his grandfather so that he wouldn't have to see his wife dead. You can't be like, I just killed someone to see what it was like to kill my grandma, but I did spare my grandpa's feelings. Like, that just makes no sense. I wanted to spare sense. your feelings after I committed a horrendous act. Shot her uh, not only blew her head to bits, but I then blew two chunks out of her back. This is wheat flavored. Oh. I personally like them. Yeah. It's, like, kind of salty almost. Yeah. Like a cracker. Yeah, those are the ones that we got, and then I ate them all. So I've had these ones before, but (laughs) they just came in the pack, and Kimmy never had them, so I was like, well. They're good. We're going to put you. It tastes so buttery at the end. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to put them above the matcha one, actually. I like these ones the most. I ate the whole pack really fast, so. Very good. Okay. So grandpa and grandma are dead. Mom's like, go call the fucking police, and then now. I mean, at least the mom was responsible enough to say like, hey, go call, call the, cops. the police. This ain't for me, hon. Oh I'm in Montana. God. What am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the fuck do you do? Like, my if my kid called me and he's like, I just killed grandma and grandpa, I'd be like. I'm I'd probably call the police. Like, I don't even know what you do at that point. Like, what? And she's in Montana. She's yeah. far away. Yeah, what do you? Um, so, psychiatrist Donald Lund at the time mm-hmm. said that in his way, he had avenged the rejection of both his father and his mother oh. by doing this. Oh. This is just one psychiatrist's opinion. That would make so. sense because you're having like another older woman do the similarly emasculating, making you feel less than all these things. That makes actually, unfortunately, too much sense. Yeah. And then a, you know, dad kind of like abandoned you to a degree. Like I kind of understand. Yeah. And Not I mean, like atoning what happened, but like I understand the psychiatrist's take yeah. on it. Um, his crimes were deemed incomprehensible for a 15-year-old to commit. Uh, he was diagnosed by court psychiatrists as a paranoid schizophrenic. 
Um, don't know how we went from that to paranoid schizophrenia. But okay, I guess. I don't know. It's the 1950s. Fucking, I don't know. It's the 1960s, 1950s. You know, whatever's popping then is whatever's yeah. popping then, I guess. He was then sent to Atascadero State Hospital, which was a maximum security facility for mentally ill convicts. Yeah, I've heard of that hospital, actually. I had a client who went there. Wow. Yeah. Did yeah, you know pretty it's well. Still open? No, it's not. Oh. I don't think it is anyway. Never mind. Said. I don't know if it is. I don't think it is. Yeah. Okay. Well. More Kit Kats? More Kit Kats. Because this just got really, really dark By very way, fast. I'm looking at this one hoping it's banana. No, it's summer mango. Damn. I don't know what this one is. I think it's like a cookies and cream. Oh my god, it smells so good. It smells pretty good. That's Is it a birthday cake? Maybe. Does it look like a birthday cake to you? I don't know. I like it. I do too. In a really weird really way. Sweet. Yeah, that kind of kicked you right in the dick. It's so good though. It's pretty good. There's something about it that I like. Yeah. I think I'm going to put it... I don't like the aftertaste that much though. It's like a weird... Do you know when you eat sprinkles? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it tastes like on the aftertaste. Um, I'm definitely gonna put it below the matcha, but above that weird coffee one we ate. Dark mm-hmm. Kit Kat, it doesn't taste that interesting to me, so it's gonna stay at the bottom. But, alright, well, we're in a mental hospital, so okay. that's interesting to me. So he's in the, he's in a, like, a, a lockdown facility. Yeah, okay. he's in a facility. Okay. Um... So while he was there, youth authority psychiatrists and social workers actually said that they disagreed with the di- with the diagnosis. I was gonna of court say, psychiatrists. yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't make a lot of sense to me personally. I am not a prof- I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a physician or anything. I have an AA in psych, and I've been working in mental health now for about four years. Yeah, I worked with a quite a chunk of clients and you know paranoid schizophrenic that's a pretty specific diagnosis yeah like it takes a lot to actually like be like paranoia schizophrenic like schizophrenic is one thing but like to put paranoia schizophrenic like it takes a lot of stimulus and auditory whatever hallucinations for that to happen well the youth authority psychiatrists and social workers around him believed that he showed no flight of ideas, no interference with thought, no expression of delusions or hallucinations, mm-hmm. and no evidence of bizarre thinking. See? Yeah, that's interesting. Is what they claimed. And this huh. is like multiple people. Okay, right? yeah, that seems that seems fair. Yeah. That seems like very fair. Uh they also believe that he was really intelligent. Uh, scoring on an IQ test of 145. Holy fuck, 145? The average adult scores between uh, 85 and 150. I know, that's fucking and incredibly then high. Einstein is believed to have had a 160 IQ. Yeah. So this is like smart. He's 15 at this time, by the way. There has been, I think, a study correlation. I might be really wrong. That the more, like, what's it called? The more higher intelligence you have, the more, like, intelligent you are. It's, like, 
you have a less like emotional reaction and understanding to mm-hmm. things because you're conceptually like you understand so much and like at a point some people have like a lot of depression who are really intelligent because you're looking at it like okay what's the point of me continuing this existence when like I know so much I, I know, know this, so this much and it's also like well at some point I'm gonna lose all this like all those effort will be for not in a very dark aspect. I mean, that's obviously not the way to go about it, but it's like, like I can see how he might be like, "Why does it matter? I'm just gonna kill my grandmother. She's not a good person." I mean, like, and also well, I mean, I'm holding. He did say he just wanted to kill, wanted to see what it was like. Yeah, exactly. This like, is strawberry for sure, right? That is flaunt. No, I opened. I don't know. This is another break this one. Smells like strawberry. It does smell like strawberry. It's another break one. It's so good. It's like a little bit sour. You like this? Mm-hmm. That's not strawberry. That's raspberry. Oh, it's so good. It's a little bit sour, but I'm so into it. I'm not. I'm not like that. It's so good. <laughs> that goes at the end for me. Damn. Ugh. I did not like that at all. I'm trying flan next, but continue. Uh, he was considered a model prisoner and was even trained to administer psychiatric tests on other inmates. Oh my god, that is not good, but okay. My question here is, right? Who let him do this? (laughs) Who is having somebody without a psych degree run psychiatric tests? How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. I think that's the point. I don't get it. What the fuck? Uh, he was later re-diagnosed with quote, a personality trait disturbance, passive-aggressive type. Do you know what that means? Say that again? Uh, A personality trait trait disturbance, disturbance. passive-aggressive type. I don't know much about that personally, but it sounds like it's just like a personality disorder, which is like, it doesn't sound like a PT. PT is post-traumatic in the... I don't know. It just sounds like a personality disorder. Because you can actually, like, before you get into specific diagnosis, you can say personality disorder. Oh. Like, you don't have... It's actually very difficult to narrow something down to a specific diagnosis. Well, I'm getting that he's passive-aggressive. Yeah. That's all I got I guess they can, it. like, yeah. I mean, there's, like, <laughs> there's, um, with major depressive disorders, you can have major depressive... What is it? Major depressive disorder with anxiety something I don't remember but it's like that like you can have a big diagnosis or generalized and some people have like yeah this would be like a personality disorder paired with whatever passive aggressiveness mm-hmm. which I guess for some reason they had to put in there like See, I think it's, it's very cool strange talking about uh, like true crime with somebody who has like a psych degree in some aspect somebody who knows a lot about psych because i think that uh psych does have a lot to do with true crime a lot of times it seems people don't go out and just murder people for like off of a whim like that's not exactly like i don't wake up in the morning and go wow let's go murder somebody like that's not exactly a thing that happens in normal people um, so, I have another date for you. <sighs> Every time you say a date, it follows with something terribly tragic. I mean, maybe. December okay. 18th, 1969. You dropped my candy. You say 19, that'll be mine. 
I put my 1969. Oh boy. Yeah. We're hitting the 70s. Kemper's 21st birthday. Oh lord, okay. Um, 21st birthdays probably didn't mean as much back then. It probably did. Why? I mean, why, why does it mean a lot now? Because you could drink at 18 then. Oh. Yeah. In I the mean, U.S.? Yeah, you can drink. The 21 thing only happened, I think, like six years ago. No, so, I think that you're thinking of cigarettes oh, are 21 now. Yeah, that is my, was my drug of choice at one yep. point. Uh, he was released on parole against recommendations from his psychiatrists. Maybe you should listen to his psychiatrists. Maybe, just maybe, listen to the people you employ. You'd fucking think. But apparently not in this scenario. Is this the flan one? Yeah, this is the flan one. I'm so excited. I'm too. Okay, that's pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like the best vanilla pudding. That's really good. Oh my yeah. god. That's so great. Um, That one definitely, like... It doesn't take the wheat, but it takes the... It's above maple ooh, for me. Ooh, the, the aftertaste is actually really good, too. Yeah, it has a nice, like, aroma in it the mouth. It stays good. Oh! Um, shift. He was released into the care of his mother. Oh, fuck. Okay. Who who had remarried and divorced again. Woo! This lady's going through it. She okay. did keep... Uh, the surname from that second marriage. She did or didn't? She did. That's so weird. her name her name now is Clarnell Strandberg. 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 Instead of uh, Kemper. Just so you know. I don't like that for some well, reason. That's her name. You don't have to. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about she that. She lived in California. She lived near UC Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah. All right. She worked at UC Santa Cruz as an administrative assistant. Fun fact. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was like a terrible woman, but okay. Um, November 29th, 1972, his juvenile records were permanently expunged, as in, it seems like they don't exist. They are pretty much erased. They're gone. I forget that that sometimes is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, well, it happens a lot when you're young. That is true. Because they think, like, you know, you're young, you can't help it, or whatever. They're like, yeah. You're young, you made mistakes. We'll give you another chance. At life. Um, the last report from his juvenile psychiatrist read, and I'm going to be reading a little bit here, because it's like a whole... It's a report. It is a chunk, I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, his juvenile psychiatrist said in their final report, if I were to see this patient without having any history available or getting any history from him, whoa, I would see that we're, I would think that we're dealing with a very well adjusted young man who had initiative, intelligence, and who was free of any psychiatric illnesses. Mm -hmm. It is my opinion that he has made a very excellent response to the years of treatment and rehabilitation, and I would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be of any danger to himself or any member of society. Since it may allow him more freedom as an adult to, to develop his potential, 
I would consider it reasonable to have a permanent expunction of his juvenile records. So the psychiatrist is like, hey. I mean. He did good while he was here. He responded really well to the tests. This is cool with me. I mean, if the psychiatrists and their assessments can be pretty thorough, um, in this scenario, I mean, if they, they were there really, like, especially for murder, like, going through that process of being able to determine if someone is okay enough to be returned to society, that's not exactly just the whoop. Like, you can't just, like, oh, just go. Like, that's... Yeah. And this is... He was in psychiatric care for, like, six years at this point. Yeah, so... I mean... I mean, it's unfor... I mean, obviously something fucking happened that... You know... Um, changed while he was staying with his mother, he went to community college. Oh, good for him! Which was part of his parole requirements. Oh. He had to go. Oh, but that's he want, interesting. He was, like, into it. He went. Okay. He did the thing. Okay. He really wanted to become a police officer. Concerning. Uh, he was later rejected. Very concerning, Because of yeah. his size. Why he was that? He was too big. Why would that have anything to fucking do with being a cop? He was <laughs> rejected... Because he was 6'9". Why six does that have nine. to do with anything? He was too big. You, that makes no sense! Uh, he was also given the nickname Big Ed. Which, uh, any 90 Day Fiance uh, oh, fans, fuck. uh, fuck Big Ed. Another douchebag named Big Ed. Oh my god. Here we go. Fuck Big Ed. Oh my god. Fuck are, Big Ed. I have to say the name Big Ed reminds me of like a nice giant miner or like a blacksmith in a video game, like an NPC. Yeah, but I I want them to be named like Big Mike. Big Joe. Big Joe. That's Big cute. Joe. Big Joe is Big cute. Ed is for fucks. No, Big Fuck Ed's you, been Big real. Ed. Too many Big Eds. Fuck He's you. Small. Get off of TLC. Nobody wants you there. You're ugly. You very much have a vendetta against I really do. He's TLC. awful. Fair enough. All right, so these are the... He has allegedly committed sexual assault. Oh! Multiple times. Oh! Allegedly. Ah! But I believe him. Fair! Because he's a creep. He's a little uncomfortable, that yeah. is for sure. Anyways, okay. not, not what we're talking about. That's a different... That's Big a Ed. different crime for a different time. This uh-huh. is a different Ed. Um, this is a umami seaweed. Delicious. They're like a... I think they're potatoes. Like a like a cylinder of chip. It's like a potato cylinder. Oh, that's a lot harder than I thought it was. It's umami. Is umami fat? Where's Alvin? (laughs) No, it's a flavor profile. Yeah, but isn't it like like soy sauce has like umami flavor? Um. Mushrooms have umami flavor. Hmm. It's just a different type of flavor. I, I can't like, tell if I like it. I think I like it a lot, actually. I think I need <laughs> one more. I freaking know. It's hard, though. Mm. Well, that's my only problem. Now that I've gotten over how hard it is, it tastes good. It does have a lot of potato flavor at the end. Yeah, I agree. You can't really taste the potato until the very end. I feel like it's potato. It's gotta be potato. Contains milk, soy, wheat, and fish. No Sardine, potato? tuna, and bonito. No, potatoes is the first ingredient. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? And potato wasn't the first ingredient in this, I'd be concerned. 
I'm a big potato girl, you know what I mean? We have more I chips. Like mashed potatoes, baked potatoes. All potatoes. I'll eat a potato. Right. Back to the case. As okay. I keep eating as I shouldn't, but. So, Kemper decided to maintain relationships with police officers in Santa Cruz. So just Even though he had been rejected from becoming a police officer. So you're still friends with the cops. Yeah, he wants to be friends. It's kind of like he wants to be in on it. Like, he would help... He called himself a friendly nuisance to them. Um, so it kind of seemed like he bothered them a lot. But he was, like, doing it to be like, Hey, we're pals, right? I know uh-huh. you guys. We're pals. But, okay. you know... Uh, eventually, he started working for the California Department of Transportation. So, so he was, taxi? like, driving around a lot. Okay. I'm not sure if it's technically taxi driving. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, while at this time, he was living with his mother, and uh, they were arguing constantly and bet. were described to have a toxic and hostile relationship. I fucking bet. I'm yeah. not that shocked Seems like it. Um, eventually he had saved enough money to, oh, sorry, oh, why does this not want to work? What? Eventually, nothing. Eventually he had saved enough money to move into an apartment in Alameda with a friend. Where's Alameda? California. Okay, so still in California. All I know is California, man. Fair enough. I don't remember where Alameda is. Uh, he did have a lot of financial problems. He wasn't great with money. Uh, so he did end up returning to living with his mom a few times. This happened Damn. a few times where he would, like, move out, move back in, move out, move back in. That happened a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, I understand. Um, living by yourself is fucking very difficult, so I'm not going to judge this man on that. Yeah. Factor I mean, alone. it is what it is. It is what it is. Don't be silent about it, because that's scary. It doesn't smell like anything. No? No. Hokkaido butter? Same type of chip. Butter. Butter. Hokkaido butter. Not entirely sure what this is supposed to be. But yeah, I understand the, you know... Holy shit. This slaps. (laughs) That's really good. This is my favorite. (laughs) This one's way better than the seaweed one. In my opinion. They're both good, but I'd mm. rather eat this one. I think I'd rather eat the seaweed one. This just tastes like french fries. Yeah. Ah. It's so good. Okay. We can keep eating them. But. Okay. So, he's in and out of his mom. Still works with tax service. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um. At a beach in Santa Cruz. Um. Ed met a high school student. Right? Oh, no. Uh, they became engaged. Mm, okay. Um, he was 25 at the time, and she w- she has been reported of being between 16 and 18 years old. Okay. Um, her parents have actually asked that her name not be released to the public, so I'm a... S- for her parents to have that much sway in whether her name get released or not, I'm gonna assume that she's not 18. Because otherwise, I don't think her parents would have as much control over that. The thing is, they wouldn't. 
Yeah, so I'm assuming that she's probably, like, 16 or 17. She's definitely underage. Yeah. Um, her parents, uh, so, after Kemper's second arrest, which we'll get into, their engagement broke off. Second arrest? Mm. Oh, fuck. Okay. He gets in trouble for, like, little things sometimes. We're not, his second arrest, I don't believe, was, like, anything big. It was, like, just a more minor thing. Okay. That's still. But, yeah. Still, like, a crime, I'm assuming. Um, I put the butter one. I put the seaweed in front of the butter. You do change this in the end. But, I know. <laughs> I know. Pardon? I'm not, I mean, I like french fries, That's but, like, okay. I have french fries. But. Um, so I have a little fun moment. This one's actually, like, fun for me. I think it's fun. Is fun for you, like, really true crimey fun, or is it, like... It's fun because I don't like Kemper. Fair. So... Okay. Uh, while riding his motorcycle, Kem- that he had just bought, by the way... Oh, my God. Kemper was hit by a car. Great! Uh, resulting in his arms being injured, which I just enjoy. So we got broken arms now. Yeah. We got broken arm man. Uh, so he was given fifteen k, fifteen thousand dollars in settlement in the civil case against the driver of the car. Fifteen thousand dollars then, which a fuck with ton of money. inflation is about ninety grand now. Holy crap! Yeah. Wow. Don't hit people with motors on their motorcycles. I mean, unless you're in Eureka, which nothing happens, and people hit and run motorcycles all the fucking time, which is terrible. Uh, he did end up buying a car with this money. Oh, thank God. Yeah. How much or how much? I bet you could buy a Tesla back then for, like, 10k. Um, at this time, he, uh, after buying this car with the settlement money. Yeah. He noticed all of the large amount of young women hitchhiking. Oh, no. Uh, soon in his car, he began storing, like, all the time, by the way. Mm. Plastic bags, mm. knives, God damn it, blankets, son of a bitch, and handcuffs. Okay, you know All it kind of looks kinky, but knowing that he's a nope. serial murderer, other than the plastic, makes me uncomfortable. Um, he then began picking up young women, delicious, and, he, and he says peacefully let them go, as in he didn't do anything. He just allowed them to do as they are doing. Just was like, you can go home. Ah, you can go home, not, ah, I picked you up on a hitchhiking. This is going to get loud really fast. Ears for anybody who don't like the popping noise. I can't open this like normally. Oh, it's really, really what's it called. You can go. I'm going to let you go. Like, that's not how that works. Um, he says that he had picked up around 150 hitchhikers uh, before he felt homicidal sexual urges, which he called his little zappies. Little zappies? Zapples, my bad. Little zapples! I don't like that. That's what he called his sexual homicidal urges. Mm, I really I don't. I fucking told you. I'm like, I don't. Oh, they're all out there. I'm uh, wearing pants. I mean, I'm not either, but this covers me enough. That's fair. Nobody can see your feet anyway, so that's okay. Yeah. That's fair. Freaks. Foot freaks. No foot freaks here. Where are your scissors? Oh, they're out there on the table, on the living room. Sassy. No, no she can come in. I don't know. She just, she'll just jump on my bed. It's fine. 
But so far, like Kimmy's taking this moment to go get me scissors so I can eat those chips, which are toast chips. Um, this is the ranking we have so far. I said that the umami chips were better than the, um, we got this little moment, which are like the fries moment we got going on. Um, I know Kimmy's going to change that at some point, but we have the weird raspberry coffee break thing, I'm assuming. And then we got the dark chocolate Kit Kat, and then we have the weird mocha thing we tried. Um, I think this was a birthday cake is what we ended up guessing it is first matcha we tried which was like a sweeter version of it um the penguin thing which was maple uh then we got flan the darker more bitter what's it called is better to me and then my top right now is the wheat flavored which is this buttery sweetness that i think is pretty good and this is toast chips huh toast chips these are like toast chips oh i don't oh know what they are exactly uh tom yum which I believe is Thai. Oh. Well, let's give it a try. Uh, the writing looks Thai. <laughs> Fair. But, um, that's our ranking so far. And where we're at right now, how was this, 22 at this point? Hmm? Holy shit! <laughs> Holy fucking moly! Wait, don't no. say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> no. like the driest toast I've ever had. That is um very limey. Lovely. That's a lot of lime. Ooh, it's a fuck ton of lime. Ooh. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I did. Really? Yeah, there's lime on that. I didn't think it would be that lime. In most Thai foods I expect a lot of lime. It's so good but it's so overwhelming and that does not look like toast. This is like the driest toast I've ever had in my life. I'm fucking with it, but I'm a little overwhelmed. It's like croutons, but thinly sliced. Wow. Alright. Ooh, it tastes good, though. Alright, that tastes good. Like, I'd like, you know it would be good? Dipping it in, like, the soup oh, that it's good. based off of. That would be pretty good. Or, like, any soup. How a sweet aftertaste. Anything to, to make this less dry would actually be great. I don't think I can drink coffee with it. Mm -mm. Alright, well. So we're at 150 Hitchhiker Women. Yeah, we were talking about his little zapples. You know? Oh my god. Little zapples. Alright, I need a sip. Too dry. Tastes good though, once you're used to it. I'm um, not getting used to it, but. May 7th. Oh, God. Another date. May 7th, 1972. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's in his 20s. Living his life. Great. Uh, Kemper was driving in Berkeley and picked up two 18-year-old Fresno State students that were hitchhiking, promising them to- promising to drop them off at Stanford University. I'm not sure the distance of that, but- uh, their names, Mary Ann Pesk and Anita Luchessa. Okay. Uh, and if I'm pronouncing, uh, Mary Ann's last name wrong, my bad. 
Fair. I did my best. Fair enough. Um, so these girls weren't the most familiar with the area. Well, you know, okay. they were like college students. They college didn't kids. like Yeah. That's um, fair. once they had been driving for an hour, Kemper changed directions without the girls knowing. How do you change directions without knowing? Well, like he went he turned one way where he should have turned a different way. Kind of a thing. And okay. if you aren't familiar with an area, oh, it doesn't really you matter. Know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Okay. And I've lived in the same town for 20 years. I would. And I don't know where I'm going. I definitely fucking would. That's just because I'm hypervigilant. Uh, uh, they ended up arriving at a secluded wooded area in oh, Alameda. No. Oh, uh, no. He was familiar with the spot because of his job. Uh, and once there, Kemper handcuffed Pesk. Pesk? Pesky? What are you talking about? Her last name? name. Pesk. Pesk. Peske? Pesky? Pesky? Pesk. I'm going to say, say Pesk. Pesk. Yeah, that's fair. Um, he handcuffed Pesk in the backseat of the car. He later confessed that while handcuffing Pesk, uh, the back of his hand had brushed against one of her breasts and that he was embarrassed, saying that something, he claims that he had even said something such as, whoops, I'm sorry, or something along those lines. Why you're handcuffing someone against yeah. your will. Okay. You know. All right. Well, oops, I'm sorry. I oops. rubbed your breast. Oops. But I'm handcuffing sorry. you to a fucking car, I guess. Is that good? Okay. I don't know. Salted, salted egg. egg. Mm. I don't like eggs. A lot more subtle, but I fuck with it. I usually like layers from other places. Mm, cool. I like this. Oh, I haven't gotten salted egg before because I don't like eggs and I'm scared of it. That's good though. Mm, good. I it's, like it. It's a little sweet. A little salty. A little eggy. I don't notice the egg. That's good for you. That's good. You don't like egg, yeah. Um, so Kemper then took Luchessa out of the car and locked her in the trunk. Within 30 seconds of apologizing to Pesk for accidentally brushing against her breath, her breath, her breast, he threw a plastic bag over Luchessa's head and wrapped a bathrobe belt around her neck. As... But as he pulled on the belt, it snapped. Meanwhile, Pesk had bitten through the... Oh, Pesk... Fuck. I'm sorry. Oh, I get mixed up. <laughs> um... Okay, he threw a plastic bag over Pesk's head and wrapped a bathrobe belt around her neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lloyd's laptop wants to restart, but I don't want it to. Um... Wait, so why he's, like, handcuffing her to the car... Why didn't the other girl run? I mean, I imagine he locked the car doors. Oh, travel lock. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Pesk had bitten through the plastic bag. Kemper then drew his knife and began to stab Pesk in the back. Uh, but the blows did not seem to have any effect, and she began to twist around, facing Kemper. I stabbed her all over the back. She turned around, and I stabbed her on the side and the stomach once. As she turned around, I could have stabbed her through the heart, but her breasts were there. Her breasts actually deflected me. I couldn't see myself stabbing 
a young woman in her breasts. That's embarrassing, says him. He thinks it's embarrassing to stab a young woman through the breast, but not to stab them in general. Some weird standards. Really strange standards. Ah, I cherish the titty so fucking much that I will not stab it in the process of committing homicide. Him saying her breast deflected me is a lot. I imagine her turning around and it's just like the holy light of God. It's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, oh! And he's like, like, I can't do this. Like, I hate to put humor in these situations, but they're so fucking gruesome that it's like... Well, it's like, this man is ridiculous. He is a ridiculous man. We're not making fun of the fact that she was hurt and assaulted and brutally murdered. It's he's a an idiot. He's dumb. He's fucking ridiculous. He's so dumb and what his standards make standard. no sense. No, they don't make any sense at all. Which is what the joke is. The yep. joke is him. He's a joke. He's a fucking joke. Um What a weird He then thing. grabbed Pesk by the chin pulled back her head, and slit her throat. Mm, I hate that feeling of hearing that. Yeah. Kemper no. then went to the back of the car, opened the trunk, put Luchessa out, and began to stab her repeatedly oh. in the throat, eyes, heart, and forearm. Wait, why was he okay with stabbing her in the heart? Because her breasts weren't in the way. The issue was How with the other you? girl was she was moving a lot, so her breasts were in the way. I thought you were constantly in front of the heart, though. Like my, I mean, my he probably like right assumes that your heart is here. He's not very smart. Yeah, he, I mean, like, he is, he is but smart he's not. though. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think he knows that much about the female anatomy. Probably knows nothing about the female anatomy. Um, what the fuck? Okay. He recalls being surprised by how many heavy blows she took before losing consciousness. Oh, Once God. the women were dead, he drove their corpses back to his apartment and carried them inside. Oh, my God. His roommate wasn't home. He had a roommate? Yeah. Died, we didn't touch on that. So he had well, a roommate. Well, he did have the... Well, oh, he was yours. living there with his friend. Okay. Ooh, what flavors are there? Is there's, there a grape one? Yeah, there's a grape one. I want the grape. You're the only one that would ever want the grape I don't like strawberries. So at this point, he's not going back and forth between his mom. He's like at this point, he's with his mom. I mean, he's with his friend. Okay. For this, he has a friend. Yeah. Remember, he has an apartment with them in Alameda. Mm. Oh, I could definitely bite the shit out of this. Okay. Are we gonna try and do it? Mm, You can. I. That was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't even imagine being stabbed in the eyes. Like. Oh, I don't like it. Like, that just seems... Of all places to be stabbed, I can't... Oh. <sighs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, audacity. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Is there another one? Oh, there's not another grape. You got the only grape. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Is it really not bad? I mean, there's a little bit left if you want it. No, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm gonna try this, like, pineapple one since there's a lot of pineapple. But, hmm. 
It's not the worst thing I've ever had, but it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> oh. You got it on me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I kind of splooshed everywhere. Ew. I know. <laughs> that was a gross way to say that. <laughs> I mean, it did. It kind of went like everywhere. Well, um, that was actually a lot less thick than I expected it to be. Are you ready for something a little a little wild that happens? Not really. But no, but it's it. wild in the way of like, aw, man. Like getting stabbed in the fucking eyeballs? No. Oh. It's almost funny because it's bad. Oh, God. Okay. Um, on the way home, he was actually stopped by a police officer with the two women in his trunk. Oh, my dead. God. Uh, he had a broken headlight. Uh... But the officer actually, like, had no way of knowing that this well, man yeah. had two bodies Plus he got trunk. blood dripping out of the trunk no, or something, but... he didn't know. And plus, uh, he was, like, friends with cops in this area, so they oh, probably yeah. weren't thinking twice about it. Yeah, they're probably just like, ah, oh, it's Ed! It's Big Ed! It's Big Ed! <laughs> uh, Driving his broken-ass headlight, janky-looking car. Once he brought their bodies into his apartment, he began to take photographs of them, of their naked corpses... Okay. Uh, he had intercourse with them oh, and dismembered their bodies. Eesh. We're about to get into a little bit more detail. Oh, I hope you're ready. Oh my uh, god. He then put their dismembered body parts in plastic bags and disposed of them near Loma Prieta, Prieta Mountain. But before throwing their heads into a ravine, he engaged in uh, the technical term is Eramatio. What does that mean? Uh, layman's terms, uh, like real basic person terms, uh, is uh, mouth rape. With severed heads. Mm. Because uh, fellatio is the term of uh, like consensual oral sex, but in order for fellatio to occur, you have like the the head has to be involved, like the mouth that is performing it has to be involved in some kind of way whereas um if it's you know does that make any sense no so you're saying you like fuck the neck of a severed head Mm -mm. let me explain better that's so good i don't like the mint that much i love chocolate mint i don't it's actually gonna go Ooh, it tastes like the um, it goes above no it goes below dark chocolate the mint cookie frappuccino oh I mean, you in the Starbucks, but yeah. Well, that too, though. Okay, so he, so is he fucking a severed head's mouth? Yeah. Oh, okay, but, and I was right. So fellatio is oral sex. Yes. Erematio is when the head, the mouth, cannot consent. Oh. Pretty much. Oh, okay. So it's unconsensual yeah. oral sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So he's just fucking like a dead person's mouth? Yeah. Oh my god. So the reason it's called irimatio instead of fellatio is because if you're dead, you obviously can't consent. consent to it. Oh and my god. Yeah. Okay. So I will be mostly referring to it as uh, irimatio just to kind of soften the blow a little bit. Uh-huh. Because uh, this man's a freak. And not the good kind. Like, we love just a good a freak, freak, but not like this. So, another really sad thing that has to do with these two girls 
that I think is very sad. So on August, in August of 1972, I don't have a date. Uh, I have the month. Okay. Uh, Pesk's skull was found on the mountain. Uh, after an extensive search, no more of Pesk's and none of Lucessa's remains were ever found. Ever? No. Ever. They still haven't been found. Holy shit, dude. How the fuck? Which is so sad because that means that these families never got to, like, have that proper grieving process. Nope. Which is so sad. What the fuck, though? And they never got to, like, bury them. There are graves for these two girls, but there aren't any, like, you know, none of their remains are there. And their family just has to know that they're probably never going to be found. No, their remains are probably gone. gone, gone. That's so sad. So, damn, he really did that. Yeah. I wonder how. Did they ever say? How what? How? How did he, like, get rid of the bodies? Like, what? He lit, he put them in plastic bags, like, dismembered their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, put them in plastic bags, and then, like, threw pieces of it near a mountain and like, a ravine, and that's it. He just, like, threw them into the wilderness in plastic bags. And then just like But with California heat Uh, and animals, I would imagine the decomposition process to be pretty fast. Sped up by a lot. Uh, The bones, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure Uh um, what's going on with that. That's still... uh, It's so sad. sad. (laughs) And I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable and because it's really sad. I can't believe that, like... Do you want to take a sip break before we get into this next part? Because this is rough. Oh, Jesus. Well, I got some different cool bobas. Okay. So, this is a brand that I have never tried. Um, it's very new. Because you know I've drank. You've drank. We've all drank the canned boba. The new fat, I feel like, is this canned boba it's thing. It's fine. I'm yeah. usually not huge on canned boba. I like it. A lot. I think it's good, but I'd rather have, like... Fresh. Boba. Or I feel like it's better if you have it, like, over ice. Because then it's colder. That's valid. That's pretty fucking valid. That's much a lot to hear. Maybe I'm just... One. This one's I don't think I'm going to like that one either. <laughs> I've grass never had jelly? grass jelly. I'm too scared of it. I don't really remember. I got ones that were a little bit different. I did have the brown sugar one today. I've only drank it because I was low blood sugar and I was like, I need to continue. So you had to eat my favorite flavor? Well, you've had brown sugar before. But so I, I was like, It's fair. And that was actually the best cambo I've oh, had. Oh, I'm sure it was. It was amazing. <laughs> And these are, like, room temperature. <laughs> no, they're not. They're so pretty cold. Are they? Yeah. No. That's room temp. That's not room temp. I think it tastes pretty good. I can't... I didn't really get any of the grass jelly, but I think it tastes good. Yeah, it tastes good, but I didn't get any jelly either. I feel like you have to get the jelly. Because I feel like grass jelly is one of those things that you're either going to really like or really not like. Did you get any jelly? Yeah. They're very small. You're going to have to, like, really, like... Yeah, I wasn't right prepared there. for how small they were. Yeah, they're very small. I was also expecting them to be a darker green. Because usually when I see grass jelly, it's like almost black. Um, that's fair. Yeah, no, these are very tiny and um... It doesn't taste bad. No, not at all. Very simple. I don't simple. taste anything. Yeah, no, I didn't think they tasted like much either. So, alright, well then we got that one. That one's fine. Yeah. Alright, we'll get into the nasties because you made it seem like this yeah. is going to get rough. This is... More than it already is. For me, this is the roughest part. Oh, God. Okay. For me, personally. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, 
September 14th, 1972. Okay. Uh, Kemper picked up a 15-year-old Aiko Ku, who had hitchhiked to her dance class after missing her bus. Why would... Never mind. She okay. missed her bus to her dance class. She takes dance very seriously. Okay. I uh, assume. She had actually... Um, by the age of 15, she had performed, like, professionally in ballet and traditional Korean dances. Holy fuck. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna get sad. Every time I say a date, someone's gonna die. I mean... So, she eventually... So, she knows this area pretty well. She's lived here her entire life. She knows it decently, right? Okay. Uh, so she realized when he was messing up on his driving. Mm. She noticed. Um... She began to scream and beg for him to, like, just drop her off where she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then took out a new model of firearm, a three fifty seven Magnum. I don't know what that means. Three fifty seven Magnums, if I'm, like, correct, are huge. Are they? I think they're, like, the big Glock Glock, like, looking mm-hmm. guns. I might be very wrong. I could be very wrong, but three, I know Magnums are, those are big fucking guns. I mean, I just don't know that much about guns, but I believe you. I probably could have researched it, but, uh, I didn't feel like it. Um, he borrowed this gun from a friend, and he pressed the barrel into the teenager's ribs. Well, I go, I go to... Uh, he pressed the gun into her ribs because she was screaming and telling him to, like, let her, her go. go to where she wanted. Uh, Kemper is left-handed, fun fact. No. Oh. Uh, he was driving with his left hand and used the other hand to threaten Aiko with his weapon. Uh-huh. He tried to calm her down by swearing that he doesn't want to harm her. In fact, he explains, he wants to kill himself. And he's just looking for someone to talk to. He leaves the highway for small mountain roads that he knows very well and drives on Bonnie Dune Road near Santa Cruz. Oh my god. He somehow manages to convince this 15-year-old girl to be tied and gagged. This, I will say, I think that he is a very, very good manipulator. You have to be. I mean, I, his intelligence is very high, so it's not like he's it's really impossible. intelligent. I think that he's manipulative. Uh, I think that that's even easy to see, like in the way that he was interacting with psychiatrists when he was where he was, because mm-hmm. he could he had them convinced that he was fine, <laughs> convinced. Yeah. And I don't think he was. Probably not. <laughs> Judging by the other things he's done. Definitely not. Uh. So. I think that he's really good at manipulating, and this is a 15-year-old girl who is not going to know what to do. Yeah, gagged and tied. Yeah, she isn't going to know what to do. At what point do you hopefully believe that, though, when you're in that situation? Because the altar, the other possibilities are just too terrifying. Yeah, so you, like, it's kind of your brain's way of, like, dealing with it. It's like, no, like... He's right. Like, obviously. I was... That's dumb that I would think of that. And she's 15. Again, 15. A 15-year-old girl who was in a pretty sheltered home. 
Uh, her mom apparently was pretty, like, uh, by the book, so to speak. Like, very, like, on top of things. Uh, she was in a pretty sheltered home life. So, and I mean, even if you weren't in a sheltered home life, nobody knows how they would respond in this situation. Absolutely not. I am in my 20s and I have no idea what I would do. <laughs> no clue. Um, I know how I would feel. I don't know how I would react. I don't know what I would do. No yeah. idea. No. So, for people who would say, like, I would have done this. It's like, yeah, I'm sure now that you have the chance to think about it. But. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and you'll be fine. But, um, like, in the moment where you're in that moment, like, you can't. And you you're can't. 15 again. I know I keep on mentioning. You're just trying 15, to go to dance class. 15. Yeah, and you're just trying to fucking go to dance. Oh, my God. He okay. apparently said, I just want a quiet place where we can tie you up and then we'll go to my place is what he said to her. That makes no fucking sense at all. He turned off on Smith Grade Road, going slowly until he found a turnoff where he can get away behind a tree, sheltered from the road and any traffic. He shut off the lights and then the engine. He shoved the gun back under the front seat. There's a roll of medical tape in my glove compartment. Hand it to me, is what he told her. She complied. Okay. Because, I mean, what else are you going to do in this situation? Because Be like, no. In her situation, for her, it's probably, like, if I tell him no, He's gonna I'm dead. Me. Yeah. So she's probably, like, trying to do what she can. Mm-hmm. Um, she complied and handed him the small cardboard <sighs> box of medical tape. Uh, his hands shake as he tries to find the end of the roll. So, now who's nervous is what she apparently told him. This is like him recounting the story, by the way. Okay. Uh, now who's nervous, she says, laughing. So she's probably nervous. She giggles a little bit, tries to make a joke. Uh, he tears off a big chunk and holds it up. My mouth's not that big, she says. So he tears off part of it and throws it aside before placing a patch over her mouth. Move your jaws. See if you can loosen it, he says, noting that it did not come unstuck. He presses the tape again to make certain. Hop in the back seat, he instructs. He flip, She flips her leg up and rolls over the back of the seat and sits awaiting his next command. He pulls the rest of the tape off his fingers and gets out of the car and walks around the passenger side. The door is locked. The door to his car is locked. He remembers the gun still under the front seat. She has him locked out and that gun within easy reach. He's dead. He begins frantically fishing in his pocket for his keys. They're not... He doesn't have his car keys. He literally locked her in there with a gun. He couldn't get in to his car. Um... What? She looked at him through the window, shook her head, and reaches up and unlocked the door for him to get into the car. She unlocked the door for him to get into the car. What? Okay. Uh, Um, yeah. At what point did we turn into, like, a Stockholm issue? So fast. But also, it's, like, so much stress. So, 
Yeah, and like fifteen-year-old <gasps> brain. It's very different from kidnapped. Yeah. Now you're having some weird. Yeah, she's probably she also. I'm not sure if she knows that he doesn't have a gun on him. Yeah. Well, yeah. There could you be could a million have a knife. things. There could be a million things. Oh my god. So. Uh, she began to resist when Kemper threw himself onto her with all of his weight, covering her mouth and nose with his hand. Uh, Iko began to struggle with the energy of desperation. She even managed to grab his testicles. I mean, good on I you mean, yeah. for that one. Yeah, that was smart. Uh, he ended up strangling her before releasing his grip. To his surprise, Iko wasn't dead and continued to fight. This time, he made sure that she lost consciousness completely. Uh, Kemper took her out of the car to rape her. And uh, this is a really, really, really awful quote by him, by the way. Okay, fair. Yeah, I, I feel like it tastes like body soap. I don't really like that one mm-hmm. too much. I think it goes above the mint, though. I just really didn't like the mint. But. Wow, you really didn't like that one. Oh, no, okay. no, no. That's fair. So, trigger warning. Gross. Oh, Lord. Uh, okay. He raped her and then, quote, it didn't take more than 15 or 20 seconds before I had an orgasm. He says about raping a 15-year-old. Great. Yeah. Oh, my God. He then strangled her again with a scarf. The body is her body was wrapped in a sheet and then stored in the trunk. Further down on the road, he spots a small bar where he stops to drink two or three beers. This man has a 15-year-old's body in his trunk and he stops by the bar. He's like, "It's been a long day. I need a drink." Pardon? What a fucking piece of shit, dude. Holy fuck. Uh, before entering the bar, he opened the trunk to examine her body. Just to look at it. Uh, he does it again after leaving the bar. Quote, both to check that she was really dead and also to savor my triumphs. To admire my work and her beauty. A little like a fisherman happy with his catch. What? That shit fucks me up what? in the worst fucking way possible. Are you fucking serious? Are you like... What type of... See, you're not mentally sane if you say fucking shit like that. No. There's nothing mentally okay with you. This is something that a lot of serial killers do sometimes, where they kind of talk about human bodies and human beings... And, like, kind of try to dehumanize it. And I feel like it's almost a way for their brain to make it make sense. That's possible. Yeah. I mean, But it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because how do you look at a 15-year-old girl's body that you had just violently raped and murdered and say, like, now that's a catch. I did that. You just don't fucking say those things. What the fuck? Nobody fucking says that. Nobody fucking does that or thinks that or no. You are very mentally fucking unwell. You are just, like, mentally gone, to be honest, at that point. 
the yeah. fact your like emotional reaction to that or like someone's emotional reaction to that situation is like a prideful thing like that's the chemicals that are coming out of that fucking just irks the fuck out of me in so many different ways like it just rubs me in not the great way but I think that the reason that sorry I think the reason that this part of the case fucks me up so much is because of the way that he's describing her body. It's, like, really And the just fact that she's, like, a 15-year-old. And she was obviously so terrified that she was, like, complying with everything that he said. No, Yeah, it's, like, it, she was probably under so much, like, cortisol levels to the roof. You know, she's in such a traumatizing situation that she was willing to completely conform in order to somehow manage with what was happening somehow survive yeah i don't know what her thought process could have been but holy fuck it's like and also the amount of victim blaming that i see of her i'm like how are you blaming a 15 year old for being raped and murdered yeah how the fuck do you there's no logical reason see that is a different form of mentally unwell if you're out here being like she had any fault in this because situation is like she opened the door and she didn't have to and it's like the thing is we don't know what her thought process was a she might have been under the belief that he could have still had the gun she didn't necessarily see him put a gun put the gun under the seat and even if that's not the case how are you going to blame a 15 year old for being murdered let alone it's like in theory how about you try to go be kidnapped when you're 15 trying to take the bus by a man who's six foot fucking nine and probably bulky as shit i forgot about his height yeah six six ni- foot nine and this is like a 15 year old girl girl she's probably like what my height maybe shorter like five she's foot probably six like five, five, five three. something yeah in the five feet fucking tall range this man probably was like over definitely over 250 fucking pounds For it's her. like He's not, like, a tiny man. No. He's, like, a bulkier dude. And it's, like, some... And honestly, it's, like, yeah, you don't... First of all, she... The amount of thought might have been, oh, maybe if I comply, he'll let me go. You do not understand the thought process of someone in these situations until you've gone through them. And even if you have gone through them and gotten out of it, you're going to walk out with severe mental issues. You're going to walk out of that with so much, probably so much PTSD and trauma effect, like, effects of trauma that you will not be able to function as a person of society for a very, very long time. Yeah. Also, even if you were to go through nearly the exact same situation as her, there's no way that you can experience it the exact same way as her. Because all of us have, like, different ways that our brains work. Yep. And the person committing Ugh. the crime could also have a different way that their brain is working. Yeah. And it's... So, just victim blaming in general, but especially, no like, a 15-year-old murder victim makes no sense. No. And if you do blame a 15-year-old murder victim who's fuck been you. severely raped when she's dead, you can go fuck yourself and probably should check yourself in and get psychiatric treatment for whatever internalized fucking misogynistic bullshit you have going on. Because that's a you problem. Yeah. Like, that is a big you problem. And if you don't figure it out, I hope you get hit by a train. Also, the way that people discuss her in particular, I found really upsetting. Uh, because, uh, uh, a lot of people called her oriental which is a whole other problem that's just fucking racist yeah and i'm like she's korean dog first of all she took she practiced traditional korean dances with her mom her mom was lithuanian but her dad was korean even then you don't call which doesn't matter is this like in modern time people are referring to her as that well yeah 
What the fuck? That's racist. So you can't just fucking be like, ah, like call people somebody talking that. about the case. Like I, as I was researching, I saw so many people call her Oriental. I'm like, pardon? See, this just goes back into the idea and the fact that like another thing that the problem that comes with murder victims and missing women that are of color. It's mm-hmm. it's so much more disregard, so much more like the victim blaming, so much more like especially with women of color. I feel yeah. like that is something that happens is like this And it's like racist, are y'all forgetting that this is a 15-year-old girl? Who was literally just trying to fucking go to dance practice? Also, it's like why are you being why be racist after she's dead? Yeah. Not only is it disrespectful to like her family that may still exist, who fucking knows, but it's like Yeah. Fucking baffling how awful mm-hmm. people are. Just how fucking terrible. Also, I'm gonna briefly mention another thing later on that has to do with some of this, but that's gonna be in a little bit. Oh god. But it's very brief. But it's more so just because I wanna have a conversation about it. That's fair. This is honeydew flavored. And this is also both. Not really a melon lady. I'm not a melon lady either. That's why I want to try it. That tastes like cantaloupe. I hate cantaloupe. I hate the smell of cantaloupe. Tastes a lot like cantaloupe. A lot like cantaloupe. Yeah. I mean, I like it. But wow, does that taste like cantaloupe? Like, purely like I oh, just I don't ate like a piece it. of... I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, you ate a piece of cantaloupe. And melon. Whew. And this one is, um... in tea? Bubble tea? Not for me. I like this I'm one. I'm a simple lady. Um, I don't like a lot of things. But, It's just yeah. who I am. So, All we're right. gonna continue. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so... He said that he had almost gotten caught by neighbors when he carried the corpse to his apartment. Uh, he dismembered the body. Dismembering the body required a meticulous job with a knife and an axe. How can you be meticulous with an axe? I'm sorry. Um, an axe is not for meticulous work. It's not. Meticulous? Yeah. With a knife and an axe. A knife I can see. An axe, no way. I don't see meticulous with a knife either. And the only reason I say that is because of how dense a body is. Mm-hmm. Like I will the, say, he probably needed the axe to get through bone. Yeah. The one case that Kimmy told me about way long ago, and then, what was it? You told me about, I looked up on my own on my own free time because it interested me so much, was um, the one with the Japanese man in France. Oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I can't remember his name. I have a laptop right here, though. Well, it's okay. We don't need to go to that extent. I know, but, but I hate his name. That's fair. Who can bother me? But, like, it was the him very much verbally describing what it is like to try and eat a human being. And then how hard it is, actually, to eat a human being. And, like, how hard it is to cut off of a human body. So I don't really specifically think, coming from that information, I don't... I uh, see a... What? Issei Sagawa. Oh, Issei Sagawa. It's, and he's still alive to this day. I hope he rots. Yeah, he is still vibing somewhere in Japan, I believe. Yeah, he literally... Name. By the way, if you see anything with his name on it, he does do shit to get paid off of, like, the fact that he didn't really spend that much jail time. Which I'm not going to talk about too much, but, like, if you see his documentaries that he is part of, 
he gets paid for it. If you see his books that he releases, he gets paid for it. Don't give him money for it. Listen to people's podcasts because yeah, they you will can, tell you about it. You can find out literally. Uh, don't give him money. He's a piece of shit. I hope he dies. Yep. Anyways. It's a terrible thing. But yeah, his description of what it was like, though, I'm just going to reference that, of like what it was like to cut up a human body, definitely doesn't seem like you could be like meticulous with an axe, let alone an axe, but a knife, even then, I still can't see that being like a very like... I see a knife as being more meticulous than an axe, though. Like, I feel like an axe is literally just hacking away at things, whereas a knife you can slice when you're talking about the flesh and the skin in particular, it's really dense and tough, mm-hmm. but I think that you'd still be able to slice it, depending yep. on the knife you have. No, that's fair. Uh, whereas an axe is An axe. Yeah. That's fair. It's understandable. Um, so, Kemper said that it took out about four hours of work, slicing mm-hmm. limbs, getting rid of the blood, completely washing the bathtub and the bathroom to get rid of this, uh, to dismember this 15-year-old. Cookies and cream. But. Yeah, see, now I'm convinced that that other one is birthday cake or something. Because this one's obviously, uh, cookies and cream. Yeah. What the fuck, though? Oh, it's good. I don't get some of that. No, it doesn't hit me. I feel bad vibing right now because there's so much awful shit going on. I can still, like, eat this and vibe, but also, like, be like, fuck, I'm very disgusted. Like, horribly disgusted right now. So, Kemper is still alive, by the way. Fun fact. He's old as shit, but he's still alive. Wait, what? Yeah. He's not dead? No. He didn't get executed or something? I'll, we'll touch on it. Oh my god, okay. Um, so that's why it's so, there's so much information in here that is... Uh, quotes from him mm-hmm. is because he can relay this information. Okay. So I'm just letting y'all know that's why I'm saying so many things in like I statements because uh-huh. these are quotes from him. Yeah, that makes sense. So, such as this one. Mm-hmm. He said, I kill her on Thursday night. The next morning, I call in sick at work. I dismember her body on Friday night. I get rid of the corpse, keeping the head and hands, which are easily identifiable. Saturday morning, I leave home, taking them with me. I'm looking for a safe place to bury them. It's not easy to get rid of these things. Him saying, so it's casual. not easy to get rid of these things, baffles me. So fucking Because it's casual. another instance of, like, dehumanizing. De-pers- depersonalization. Yeah. So weirdly dismissive. So fucking strange. Uh, he also says, many times I came close to getting caught burying bodies, and if a corpse is discovered, the witnesses can remember a car parked nearby. Saturday morning, I visit my psychiatrist in Fresno, and in the afternoon, I see the other one. Saturday night, I am with my fiancé and her home in Turlock, and Sunday night, I return home. This, by the way, he still has his fiancé at this point. The teenager. What the fuck? Why hasn't he killed her? Like, what about it? Because I think that he would easily be caught. Because they would easily relate, like, fiancé. Because a lot of times with murder cases, they look at the spouse anyways. And since he does have a juvenile history of murder, 
they'd probably look at him pretty fast. Yeah, that's true. But fuck. Oh my god. Uh, so. Do, 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 do. After leaving the bar that night, by the way, uh, he he visited his mother at her home. Huh. Uh, he wanted to talk to her for half an hour of things and stuff just to pass the time and to tell her what I had been doing in San Francisco. I wanted to see if she suspected anything by my facial expressions, involuntary gestures, or words that would have escaped me. She suspected nothing and didn't ask me any questions. Mm. When he left her house, he looked for a third time at Aiko Ku's body in the trunk of his car. It was around 9.30 p.m. and I knew she was dead. I just wanted to touch her body to see which parts were still warm. And also, just out of curiosity. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Yep. What the fuck, dude? This is, like, definitely on the sociopathic level. Like... No feelings, you know? There's not really, like, an emotional reaction. It's just what it is, you know? Uh, so... Fucking batshit He threw pieces of her body into the mountains of Santa Cruz, and a little further away, her hands disappear into the wild, but he keeps her head in the trunk of his car. It's still there when he shows up as his appointments with his two psychiatrists. The very idea excited him. To the point that he opened the trunk to look at her head just before his appointments. That's fucking sick. That's fucking, like, ridiculously sick to me. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? This is also raspberry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. I like that a lot. I'm putting this at the end. So this is the thing that I said I wanted to have a little discussion with you about. Okay. Uh, Because there's not a ton of information because this is just based off of the girl's mother. Uh, So um, her mother called the police to report that her daughter was missing. Uh She herself put up hundreds of flyers but didn't receive any responses regarding her daughter's location or status from police. Even though they found later on they never updated her they never updated her ever ever how the fuck did you find out then news the news but the they, fucking news and i was thinking i'm like it's not funny but it's odd that the only one of his victims that was of color that was like a person of color is the one that has nobody looking for her yep other than like her family oh that's not Original. Is that? Maybe it did. Mm-mm. On that note, though. I don't know. Is it dark chocolate? Oh, I don't think so. We did the dark chocolate already. It's going next to the dark chocolate, but it's going it in the middle. darker, but not as dark as dark chocolate. Yeah. On that note, though. When we're touching base, I mean, we can use an example of what's happening right now. 
at this moment in time, um, this won't be released until later in the middle to end of October, mm-hmm. but... As of today. As of today. September 30th. Yes, there is the Caucasian woman, whatever her name is right Gabby now. Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito, who uh, went missing. Her remains were found. But there is thousands on thousands of missing indigenous fucking women right now. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. In the same area. In the same area. But also scattered all across, like... The United States. Like, it's just something... And women of color in general, just fucking (laughs) disappearing, gone. And it's a prime example of just how much dis-fucking-regard there is for women of color. And it's a prime example of how much fucking issues there are still in the system that we have. Like, they didn't even fucking tell her? They didn't call and be like, hey, we found the remains of your kid. Like, your 15-year-old daughter... We found her hands, her feet, her head, whatever they found, I'm not sure. They found parts of her body. Parts of her body, whatever that entails. Like. Which is just horrific. And like, it's like, so the thing is, a lot of times in true crime, right? Uh, I think that I look a lot into the true crime community because I am. I find it so fascinating, and I think that the psychology behind everything is so intriguing. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's so much to it, and I think that true crime as a whole really shows a lot of things that are still going on that people aren't willing to acknowledge are still going on, mm-hmm. and that is like the systematic oppression of uh, people of color, even in like the way that media per- like talks about. Uh, people who are missing. Gabby Petito has, like, millions of people talking about her, but then we have, like, thousands of indigenous women missing, and nobody's talking about it because they're not, like, a pretty white girl to talk about. They're, like, a woman of color. They are, like, which is so sad. And it's not that we shouldn't be talking about, like, Gabby Petito. It's, like, we should open up the conversation to other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, two women of color. And they should be also much more included in that conversation I th- of, like, missing people. I think it's, like, thus far with true crime in general, one thing I think I've noticed from what, you know, from th- things I hear, things I read, what my profession is in general, one thing I find that's always fucking, yeah. True crime is, like, a prime pattern representation. It's a historical composition of just, like... The racism, that's the huge thing. The amount of racism that goes on. That this this poor fucking lady did never got a call that her kid's dead. She probably didn't get any media coverage or anything like that. I don't know if the other two women she were women of color. She got some, uh, so I believe that all the other women were Caucasian. They were white. Mm. Um, uh, Aiko Ku had some media coverage. She had some. She had a few newspaper articles. Uh, which, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but a but lot of it was uh, from her community that she, like, participated heavily in. Mm-hmm. And it was also, like, a lot of people... There's, like, this really beautiful photo of her dancing in traditional Korean uh, clothing for a dance. Mm-hmm. And it has a headline, and I can't remember what it was, but it was, like, talking about how they lost her and how they were so sad that she was gone and it like literally almost brought me to tears when I was researching because it's like 
just a 15-year-old being a 15-year-old and being a really beautiful artist as a 15-year-old and that she was taken away from someone who was so disgusting is just really upsetting (laughs) to, like, know. Yeah, need we touch on the fact that this dude's probably, what, Caucasian? Yeah, he's white. See, it's just... He's ugly, by the way. I bet. It doesn't matter even if he was attractive, but... I know, but I'm just saying he's also ugly. It's just... He's really ugly on the inside, and it really shows on the outside. I fucking bet it does. It's just... It's fucking baffling to me to a degree, but that's just the type of fucking world we live in, I guess, that it's just like, that is what it is. So, and you know... I bet she didn't have fucking, like, massive amounts of media coverage, like, in the current situation. Yeah. Or, like, Dog the Bounty Hunter, while people at this time is trying to find what's her name's fiancé. Oh, uh, Gabby Petito? Boyfriend, yeah. 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 I don't know his name. I don't remember his name either. But, literally, Dog the Bounty Hunter is trying to find him. And actually has a fucking lean on it. Like, has a- why is that funny to me, that Dog the Bounty Hunter- also, his name, him being called Dog the Bounty Hunter is so funny to me. Why? Why would you choose Dog? I don't know. But if Dog the Bounty Hunter finds Gabby Bettino's killer and what's it called, I'm never paying taxes ever again in my life. Ever. I will never. I will never ever. I will commit tax fraud. How the fuck is Dog the Bounty Hunter have a lead on this entire situation, but the police have absolutely no idea? Like, it's just, like, it may, it makes me hurt internally just a little bit. And it's, like, but back on the, the realistic aspect is it's, like, make sure you focus on indigenous women and are aware of the struggles that women of color go through. And specifically, if we look at most true crime, here's a really big thing as well. How much women in general, the fact that a lot of these situations are women. They are women. And people are like, well, these women serial killers. Yes. Yes, there are. But there are way, way, way more male serial killers. So many. It's like... And the thing is, women will also sometimes have women (laughs) victims. Whereas male serial killers mostly have females. Yeah. As their victims. Being a female in life is fucking wild. Specifically, like, young women. Yep. Specifically young women. Because there's... I don't know. It's just gross. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It is... Misogyny is a fucking bitch, pretty much, at the end of the day. Really? It's fucking a cunt. But... You know, we gotta keep going on the podcast, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, make sure I'm you sorry, are aware. But we gotta keep on going. That's fine. But and make it, sure, you know. It doesn't get happier yet. I guess here we should probably... Well, fun fact between Kimmy and I, we're pro Black Lives Matter. Woo! Woo! We're both of LGBTQI community. Hell yeah. I'm gender fluid. I'm one bi bitch. <coughs> She's one bi bitch. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and they. She, him, they. Um, no, that was not... That's fine, but... My pronouns are she, her. She, her. I'm a simple lass. Yeah. So, pro-LGBTQ here, pro-Black Lives Matter. If that ain't Pro-Trans Lives Matter. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I literally don't want to know you. If you wholeheartedly listen to this podcast at this point, and you have a problem with any of those things personally... Dip. Yeah, this is not going to be a podcast for you. Sorry, not sorry. Dip. Yeah, there's a lot of things to acknowledge in these situations right now. And 
in the modern world that we live in, it's good to acknowledge that even though these things happen like the 1950s, like well, a lot of these happened in the 70s. 70s. And it's like the thing is, this dude is still alive. It's like so when we're talking about things like this, where we're like, oh, it was all the way back in the 70s. It's like it wasn't even that long ago. No, this dude's still alive. Yep, he's still kicking, busting it. Yeah. And not in the good way. No. I wish he was I, dead. I wish he wasn't alive in 2021. It's how it goes, though. But, damn. But, he yeah. really got us good. Yep. That's weird. Anyways, but, yeah, if you, any of those things you have a problem with, probably not the podcast for you. Nope. Yep. Find someone else. Probably. Not here. What a life to live. Yeah. Okay. Continuing on, though. Anyways, Ed Kemper. Yes. He is also a very uh, oh, talked yes. about serial killer. I've never heard of him, but he's very talked about. Um, I forgot that I heard about him until uh, I got into some of the facts that happened later on. Oh God! And that's where I remembered. Um, so we're gonna be talking about January seventh, another date of fun days. January seventh. January seventh, nineteen seventy three. Okay. So all of his murders take place between nineteen seventy two and nineteen seventy three. Uh Kemper, who was living with his mother again. Great. Yeah. Was driving around Cabrillo College. I think it's Cabrillo. I don't know. Cabrillo. I'm not Cabrillo. I'm gonna say Cabrillo. That's Cabrillo or Cabrillo. Cabrillo? I think it's Cabrillo. Cabrillo. We'll go with Cabrillo. Cabrillo College, when he picked up 18-year-old Cynthia Ann, or Cindy Shaw. <laughs> okay. Oh, Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Uh, the young woman with her thumb out was Cynthia Shaw. After driving to the Watsonville area, he forced her to get in the trunk. Later, near Coralitos... He shot her. He took her to his mother's house and Aptos and dumped her in the closet. What? He dismembered her in the bathtub the next morning after having sexual intercourse with her body. Oh so after God. he raped her body, because uh, I don't want to call it sexual intercourse because it's rape. It is rape. It is. Um, whew. After having murdered and disposed of Cynthia Shaw's body, I took a trip to visit a friend in Oakland. You know, as you do right after murder. Right after you go murder for a trip. and rape someone's body. Yeah. Oh, casual. He stopped off at a laundromat near his old apartment in Alameda, where he placed Cynthia's blue socks, checkered wool shirt, brocaded, well, her blouse. I don't know what the word is. What? Uh, brocaded, brocaded blouse. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. And nylon jacket in a dryer and placed it on the highest setting, putting it in four dimes worth. Wow. A whole 40 cents. I mean, back then, that was probably large. like two hours of dry cleaning. Yeah, but man, this dude's big money. He turned the machine on, expecting that the continued high heat would burn the clothing beyond recognition. I don't think that's how dryers work. The next day, he went by the laundromat, checked the dryer, and found it empty. He has succeeded. Again. Um... Either that or somebody just took it out. Yeah, somebody might have been like, what the fuck is this? And then removed it. Or I've been like, wow, this is a really cute wow, set what of a, clothes. What a cute bloody blouse. Thank you. Steals it. Uh, so this is an odd thing that he did. Uh, he buried Cynthia Shaw's head in the backyard of his mother's apartment, 
facing the window window of his mother's bedroom. Uh, he talked to it, the head, uh, many times, saying affectionate things like, "Would you say like what you would say to a girlfriend or a wife?" Uh, Kemper also said that he buried uh, Cindy's head in the yard facing towards his mother's bedroom window because his mother always wanted people to quote look up to her he has a lot going on with his feelings towards his mother very complicated and very strange yeah uh boy oh boy do i know mommy issues and boy oh boy is this it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to a whole different degree it's like problematic mommy issues. Not yeah. that mommy issues aren't problematic, but like. So this is like a whole other level of mommy issues. That's like mom. That's mommy issues. Uh, so now we're talking about a different date. Oh boy. Rip. You know? The many victims of this man. Holy shit. Jesus. Uh, on April 20th, 1973, while waiting for his mother, his 52 year old mother, uh, Clarnell Strandberg, to come home from a party, who. She seems like a party animal. Yeah, 52 a, and you're busting it what still. What a winner. You're like, 52 and you're still going. She low-key sounds like she sucks, but she's a winner, too. If she's 52 still partying, I'm impressed. But uh, Kemper fell... So, Ed fell asleep and was then awakened by her arrival. Uh-huh. While his mother was sitting in bed reading a book, she noticed him enter the room. And she said, quote, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. Which seems weird, because it seems like she doesn't like him that much. But it seems weird that she's like, oh, you want to talk to me? Just seems weird. This is also his telling of it, so who knows how accurate it is. Anyways. Uh, Ed replied, no, good night, before waiting for her to fall asleep. And (sighs) returning to bludgeon her with a claw hammer and slit her throat with a knife. As expected, to a degree. I'm not ready for the rest. Uh, He then decapitated her and uh, engaged in... No. uh, Well, no. Irmatio. I don't like it. Decapitated head. I might... uh, I don't like that. I really don't like it. I don't... He then used her head as a dartboard. Kemper later stated that he placed her head on a shelf and screamed at her, severed head at her severed head for an hour, threw darts at it, and then smashed her face in. He has a lot of mommy issues. He has a lot going on. He also cut out her tongue and larynx. And put them in the garbage disposal. For what? However, reason? the garbage disposal was unable to break down the vocal cords. The gar the garbage disposal couldn't do it. He also said that it made a lot of sense that 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 uh, her vocal cords were too tough, since she spent so many hours, so many hours bitching at him, is what he said. Is that she would have really strong vocal cords because of that. Uh-huh. You know, as you do. As people do, I guess. Uh, okay. You just 
He then hid her body in the closet and went to the bar for a drink. He has a tendency. What is with the going to the, it's the, I killed a person, I'm gonna go have a drink. Like, that just it's doesn't like, make any sense. It's like, my day has been hard. I need a drink. I just murdered a bitch. I gotta go to a bar. That it's bitch like, happened to be my mom. That bitch happened to be my mother. Who I fucked her mouth, apparently. Oh, Clarnell. Oh, no. Uh, I don't like any of what just happened, personally, I, but I don't okay. think I liked anything that happened, but... But we're not done. Oh. Luckily, we're getting close to the end. Oh, my God. So, uh, he then, after hiding her body and getting a drink, and he got home, he invited his mother's best friend, Sally Hallett. Hallet? I'm going to call her Hallet, because it Hallet. sounds better. That's fine. Sally Hallet over for dinner and a movie, which, like, makes sense. Like, being like, hey, girl, hey. Come on over, hang out with my mom, dinner and a movie. That's, that's not that weird. That's weird to me. That's Is definitely it? fucking weird. Yeah, that's weird. Why would your son of your friend be, be like, hey girl, hey? Like, no. No, but I think that the implication is that he invited her to come have dinner and a movie with his mom. And he would also be there because but he lives there. But wouldn't she just have asked herself if that yeah. was the same? She's an old lady. I don't know. 52, but she still parties. I don't think she's I that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, he then killed Sally. Great. Uh, because he wanted to have a story. He wanted to, like, have the story. He wanted a cover story as to why these two women were missing. Since these women could be connected to him. Mm-hmm. He wanted there to be a story of them leaving for a vacation together. That was his cover. Mm-hmm. He then put her body in the closet as well and left a note to the police that said, quote, 5.15 a.m. Saturday. No need for her to suffer anymore at the hands of this horrible, and he puts in, he puts in quotes, murderous butcher. It was quick. Asleep, by the way. Asleep. The way I wanted it. Oh Not sloppy and incomplete, gents. Just a lack of time. I got things to do. It's the what I do you got have to do? to do. This uh, is not like a busy Sunday afternoon. The what? Okay. Yeah. He then left. He left. Um. He was trying to go to Pueblo, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh. He took caffeine pills to stay awake, so he nonstop drove. A thousand miles. Holy fuck, dude. No stopping. That's impossible. Caffeine pills. That's that'll do it. Um, in his car, he had three guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. He thought that there was a manhunt for him. Once he hadn't heard any news on the murders on the radio for him, oh, on the radio, once he arrived in Pueblo, Colorado. He went to a phone booth and called the police, and then he confessed to murdering his mother, Clarnell, and her bed. <laughs> oh, sa- sassy. I was talking about Sally, and you got me confused. Yeah, man. you're not Sally, sassy. You're chunky. Thank goodness. Come here. I'm glad you're not Sally. Sally has a rough time. Oh, 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 God, okay. <laughs> you're rude. She God. clamped into my tit. You're weird. No. Okay. I don't hurts. think so. It hurt. It looks like it. I know. We need better cushions next time my ass hurts. 
my ass is equally as uncomfortable. We'll That's make no connection. Uh, anyways. Uh, he called the police and then he confessed to murdering his mother, Clarnell Strandberg. What? And her best friend, Sally Halle. Are you fucking stupid? The officers did not take him seriously at first and told him to call back later. Anyway, All right. After a few hours, he did call back. Great. And he spoke, he asked to speak to an officer that he knew personally, who he again confessed to for the murders. He then waited to be taken into custody and then confessed to the murder of the six students that he killed. Uh, also, fun fact, he has a little name that some people call him, which is the co-ed killer because he killed a lot of college students and students in general. Even though co-ed, I think, implies, like... Man and woman. Yeah. And he That's only weird. killed chicks. Um, Kemper's response to why he turned himself in was, quote, The original purpose was gone. It wasn't serving any physical or real or emotional purpose. It was a pure waste of time. Emotionally, I couldn't handle it much longer. Toward the end there, I started feeling the folly of the whole damn thing. And at the point of near exhaustion, near collapse, I said to hell with it and called it all off. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sassy's in a brown bag. That's cute. That's so cute. What a baby. You're too chonky for that bag, man. You're a little too... <laughs> she proved you wrong really fast. She's all the way She's in. in this, like, this tall of a bag. It's, like, this wide. Oh, she's too tall. She's... Okay, well... <laughs> she is not too tall. Apparently not. She proved me wrong. My little chonky puss. She loves that bag. I'll just leave it on the floor for her if that's what she likes. So, we're gonna talk about the trial. Uh, Something we're almost done. This is gonna frustrate We're almost done. It's Okay. Um, so he was indicted on eight counts of first-degree murder okay. on May 7th, okay. 1973. Okay. He went to trial for his crimes in October of 1973. He was found guilty of all the charges in early November. He was found guilty. Okay, he that's good. They were like, you did this. You even said you did it. You did it. Uh, since he had confessed... Uh, his counsel's only option was to plead not guilty by reason of insanity. That's uh, strange to me. While in custody, he attempted suicide two times. Why? Like, I don't know. He just did. I, mean, I think it was partially to push the insanity plea. I guess. Because that's common. Yeah, fair. That's like a thing that people do. Huh. I, this is off track, but I saw a, uh, video of the Columbine or no Parkland shooter uh he his interrogation which is a really fascinating video by the way he's awful uh he like bites his arm and it's like it's self-harm and like this man makes no marks and unless you're ripping chunks out of your arms absolutely he looks at the camera in the interrogation room and does it as in like stares at the camera as he does it and then he like when the officer comes in he's like oh my arm it hurts so bad 
And, like, then he starts showing emotion for it. Of course he does. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. And it's a really fascinating video about uh, people who pretend to have insane, like, pretend to be insane for an insanity plea. When, because a lot of people have this idea that insanity pleas and, like, going to, like, a mental institution is somehow better than prison, where it's, like, I mean, you are going to be in a mental institution. For the rest of your life. Yeah, and you are also probably going to be given drugs that you don't need. No, you're going to fuck your brain out. They're going to believe that you are mentally ill and that you are insane, so they will be giving you drugs that would make sense for somebody whose brain is functioning in that way. But if your brain functions, like, in a sane person way and your brain chemistry is different, it's not going to make sense. So, uh, if you murder people and you're not insane, don't do the insanity plea. It's worse for you. Anyways. Uh, Actually, no. If you murder people, do plea insanity. I want you to suffer for the rest of your fucking life. Thank you. That's a good one. Uh, when asked by the judge what Kemper thought his punishment should be, Kemper said that he should be tortured to death. What a weird man! Yeah. Uh, he instead received eight concurrent life sentences. Uh, at present, Kemper is serving his time at California Medical Facility in Vacaville. Vacaville? Vacaville. Uh, because, so, California doesn't do the death penalty. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So he couldn't have gotten the death penalty. People would have put him on to it if California had it, but... Yeah. No. Uh, so, I have a few fun facts about what he's like in prison. Oh boy. Because I thought it was just crazy. I think that's so bizarre. Uh, so while in prison, he has spent time with a few other notorious killers, uh, that are really, really, really infamous, uh, very well known, including Charles Manson. Oh, fuck. Who everybody knows. Yeah. Even if you don't know a thing about him, you know who he is. I know he's a fucking, he is, you want to talk he's- about passion team? That man's passion team. Funny as fuck. As in, it's funny to watch how passion team is. His dances are dumb. His dancing dances. God. Um, and a man named Herbert Mullen, who you might not have heard of, but he's also a pretty well-known um, killer. Mm, uh, yeah. He killed 13 people in four months, which is a lot. That's a lot of fucking people. Uh, in, uh, like, the end of 1972 and the beginning of 1973. So around the same time that Kemper was doing his crimes, this man also did his Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so they were both in the same prison. Uh, and I have a... This, to me, I just find a little bit funny. Right? Funny? A little bit. Because Mm. it's the idea of, uh, a person who murdered 13 people becoming somebody's little bitch boy. And I think it's funny. He is a little bitch boy. And let me tell you. Uh, so, Kemper particularly did not like Herbert Mullen. Particularly did not like him. Interesting. Because he would sing while he was trying to watch TV. Kemper would be trying to watch TV and Mullen would be singing. And he did not like it. He was annoyed by it. So Kemper 
would throw water at Mullen whenever he was singing. Um, and if Kemper decided that Mullen was being a good boy, he would give him a peanut. Apparently, Mullen really liked peanuts, supposedly. Uh, so eventually Mullen would ask permission before singing, and Kemper called this behavior modification treatment. Which I just find it wild. That's fucking weird. Is it not? I think it's almost fun. I think it's a little bit funny. It's a little amusing in a really strange way, but like... This is, again, another instance of him being a master manipulator. Yeah. He's very smart. What the fuck? And so manipulative. Because he is literally manipulating a man who murdered people. 13 people. Yeah. In four months. Yeah. It's wild. (laughs) Uh, Kemper again, was considered to be a model prisoner, as he was in his youth as well. Of course he was. Yeah. This is a fun fact. I think it's crazy. Um, he would read books, like, for tapes. Like, an audiobook, essentially, for people who were blind, so that they could listen to a book, right? Okay. But him reading it, so it's his voice. Great. Um... It was stated that he himself had spent over 5,000 hours narrating books with several hundred titles under his name. What a fucking weird dude. hundreds of books that he read. So, imagine you're, you're like, listening to an audiobook, and it's Edmund Kemper. Pardon? Good morning. And apparently he, like, made it his whole thing where in prison he, like, um, what it, coordinated it. He, like, coordinated it so that other inmates would do it as well. Like, read audiobooks? Yeah, like, make audiobooks. That's kind of nice in a weird way. It is, but I just don't like the idea of Edmund Kemper listening, like, talking to me. He's <laughs> like, really a sociopath. Like, he's wild. And apparently he was also known for being really good at making ceramic mugs in prison. What the fuck? Weird guy. <laughs> he just, I mean, he had a lot of time to kill, you know what I mean? Yeah, the rest of his life until he dies. Um, in 2015, he had a stroke and was deemed medically disabled and is now unable to record his tapes or do his mugs. Yeah, that's God kicking, kicking you in the dick. <laughs> kind of. Uh, he was denied parole in 2017, and is next eligible for parole in 2024. The world's coming up. Yeah. Prosecutor Adrian Simmons said, quote, we don't care how much of a model prisoner he is because of the enormity of his crimes. As of today, in 20, as of September 30th, 2021, he's still alive. How old is he now? I don't, I'm not sure. I can see. You gotta be in his 70s now. I hope he's not doing well. I also didn't see what this man looks like today. Oh. You probably will when I look this up. I find him. He's 72. Huh. Yeah, he's getting up there. What the heck is that photo? Why does he look like such a Chad-looking dude? 
But this man's six nine. I want to remind you all that this man is six foot nine. That's him now. Oh. Or like why does he look like Ron Swanson? This is in 2011, actually, so this is, like, ten years ago. It looks like Ron Swanson from... A little bit. What's it called? But worse. But, like, a really but ugly worse. version. A very ugly version. I don't think he was ugly. I don't know. The idea of, like, this... It doesn't look like he's six foot nine, though. It doesn't look like a dude who I would, you know, peg six him to be foot six nine foot nine. Six foot nine is very tall. That's Like, incredible. that's very tall. That's all I have to say about Edmund Kemper real piece of shit. I hope he dies in prison. I hope he suffers. I hope that he can never get out on parole. I hope that he suffers a lot. I hope that his dream of uh, being tortured to death comes true. I mean, having a stroke and not be able to make mugs and audio tapes is... I want him to suffer more than that. Refer. I dislike him. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. That's fucking awful. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's not even like an awful like, oh, that's fucking awful. Like you murdered a bunch of people. You fucked dead bodies and they're your mom's head. That makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And very displeasured and very discomforted. Like that thought makes me gag a little bit. Literally. He's um, a nasty man. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like yeah. what the fuck go definitely from what it seemed like he definitely exhibited like actual I hate it when people just throw on the word sociopath willy-nilly. Being like, oh my god, he's psychotic. No, this man actually exhibits plenty of signs of having, like, sociopathic tendencies, and when you pair that with a fuck ton of trauma, you're gonna have some wild shit. Yeah. So. I think that he is such a perfect example of what many people think of as a serial killer, and what they think of as, like, a serial killer's background. Because, and that's why I wanted to start off with him, because I think that, like, the things that he did when he was younger, which terrify the shit out of me, by the way, they just spook me so much. (laughs) Why the fuck would you do that? Like, if I ever see a child try to bury a cat alive, I'm done. I don't want to. Never when I was a child did that fucking run by my head. No. I mean, I had to cry when I had to kill, like, rats because of my dad. Like, I cried. Like, sobbed. Like, I can't even... Can't even... No. Know. I had a dog that would, like... My uncle had this dog. God bless Mickey. But, like... God he bless was Mickey. He was blind and deaf, and he was so mean to me. He chased me around the house like a rat dog. He was me so mean. And he cornered me on the couch and tried to bite my toes off. That's cute. No, he was mean. Kinda cute, though. And I would be like, I don't want to kick him. I, like, cried because I didn't want to kick him, but he wouldn't leave me alone. And I didn't know how to get him off of me. I'm like, I don't want to kick him. I don't want to hurt him. And I also felt bad because he was, like, blind and deaf. And I'm like, that's sad. He got hit by a car because he, oh. he didn't realize it was coming down I the mean, road. I mean, when you're blind and you're deaf. And he's small. And small. That's wild as fuck, though. I think on a scale of 1 to 10, how I would rate this serial killer. <sighs> on the scale of surprise, gruesomeness, horribleness, terribleness, Yuck. all these things, disgusting. He's he's actually like an 11 out of 10 to me. It's, it's the underage yeah. necrophiliac tendencies, the... 
I think it's safe to call him a necrophiliac. No, that is necrophiliac. Yeah, I think it's safe to call him it. Because to be um, a true necrophiliac, you can only find uh, dead bodies attractive. Oh, yeah. Be sexually stimulated by dead bodies. To be a true necrophiliac. That's fair. There's different. When. Sorry. There's different, like, uh, levels of necrophilia. necrophilia, yeah. But what's called? When did his wife divorce him? I think when he was, like, uh, arrested. Oh. How yeah. do you go that long without... Well, he was a manipulator. And also she was young. That's true. Um, and but he uh, was a manipulator. I think it's easy now like to see that he was a manipulator even when he was uh, in prison the first time. Wait. Or, like, in the mental facility the yeah. first time. What happened to his sister? What do you mean? What happened to his sister? I don't know. What do you mean? I didn't think to look it up. Because the thing is, when I look at serial killer families, I try not to push too far into, like, their lives. Because I feel like they've been through enough having to be related to somebody like that. So I try uh, not she's to probably, look into it too much. She's probably still alive. Probably, I imagine. Hmm. And it's like, I imagine his father might even... Mm, his father probably not, actually. Oh, no, probably not. But, like... Um, that would be impressive if so, but... Yeah. But it's like, I try not to look super deep into, like, family members of, like, serial killers. Because it's like, that's gotta be rough. To be related Associated to with that. Because it's like, so his sister, I think, was out to get him low-key. But, like, obviously... Siblings? She is nowhere near the same level that he was. No. And I he mean, had another sibling. He had a younger fuck? sister. Huh. He had two sisters. When there was never... Much mention. Hmm. Um, and I didn't choose relevant. to dig for it. Because yeah. I'm like, I think that they deserve to Privacy. like find peace. And, uh, you know, they're probably, they probably had to cope with it. Like, it's probably hard to, like, see somebody related to you do shit like that and like come and, to terms with that you know and they lost their mom. mom even though she doesn't sound the greatest and but their the, grandma oh yeah their grandparents are your fucking grandparents well. jesus well anyways that was a gruesome tale wait we didn't try the other bubble teas i just didn't want to open them all yet is this one taro yeah it's taro you one. can have that one thank you i'll sip it but i don't want it the other one's matcha, which you don't like. Yeah, you should probably shake it. That was a good start to the yeah. series. So, yeah, that was pretty good. That if was pretty fucking whack. case recommendations y'all want, I can always look into it. And because I'm down for doing ones that other people aren't doing, it fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for whatever. I'm, if there's anything specific you want me to try, I'm always down to try new things. So, I'm not a fan of Taro, but. I love Taro. But this one's not my favorite. It doesn't taste. It's not like my favorite in particular. One second. It has like a hint of taro flavor, but it's not my favorite. I don't. That doesn't taste like anything. If anyone wants to talk to me about squishmallows or uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, hit me up. Um. Don't talk to me. That's it. I'm too busy and I'm too tired. But if there are food recommendations that you want to see, you want to see me and Kimmy try to mukbang through a fucking, what's it called? Let us know. But to sum it up, Kimmy. Vegetarian mukbang, please. Her for veg. I eat whatever. Chunky bitch lives. But 
Kimmy's gonna rearrange these Kit Kats okay. and also determine what these snacks she likes better. Dante around. This is Dante, our mascot. Dante is our mascot, yes. He's my hero. He's a cute little man. So, Kimmy, what do you determine these? This is my I'm order. Trying to remember which one was my favorite. I really, 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 really like the raspberry ones, and I think that both of these were raspberry. I think one was strawberry, maybe, and raspberry. The wheat for me, the wheat cracker one was my number one. Were these both raspberry? I think that was just a more potent raspberry, and that might have been a lower level raspberry. Raspberry number one. Are you fucking Very serious? Good. Love it. Um, I also really liked the oh the cookies and cream one slapped. I so good. Don't agree. I really liked the wheat. The wheat was my um, number one. I also liked the mint one. Wow, we are complete it's opposites in this preference. I don't remember what this one was. That was flan. Oh! These are all moving down one. <laughs> Flan's going up. Flan's going up. I love flan. flan that one was, was good. so good. That was pretty fire. The maple... Oh, I forgot about the maple one. Oh this one's number one. <laughs> that one's number one. For sure. Can't relate. The maple um, was good, though. I think that this one was birthday cake, which was good. It's just not as good as the other ones up here. I can agree with that. Um, oh my god, these ones were not good. This one was fine. I would eat this if it was in front of me, but I would not ask for another one. Um, this one was fine. That was the normal Kit Kat, or we assume the normal Kit Kat, something like that. Ooh, two matchas. One was better than the other. I think this one was the one I liked more. You liked the lighter one. That was the less better the one. The dark matcha. Actually, Damn. this feels better to Damn. me. And then the worst one, by far for me. That one, this one was really strange, but it was interesting. I withheld from spitting it into my Starbucks cup. I just okay. liked it a lot. All right. So these are it. Maple one. If you have any maple Kit Kats, send me a link. I want them. Okay. We got maple. Then we got these weird raspberry strawberry. And then raspberry. And then we have flan. And then we have cookies and cream. The wheat one. That was my personal number one. Which slaps. Which was very fucking good. The thing is, all of these are great. All of these ones over here, great. Once we get to this one down, don't want They got it. a little weird. Um, I don't agree 100%. Because mint <laughs> for me was not that good. And the birthday cake was okay. Um, this one was weird. This brown break one that we think might have been coffee, we're not even sure, was strange. Um, we got the normal Kit Kat that was like in the middle for me. I personally like matcha. Kimmy doesn't. The difference between the two of us. The darker matcha is That's not my favorite. But the me. lighter one was fine. I actually really liked the lighter matcha. So I yeah. liked the darker one. So that's a cool comparison. And we both kind of agreed that this weird mango what was this? If you like sunscreen, you'll like it. If you liked what did I relate this to? Like a dishwasher tab? I'm I think not we sure. said something about um like body lotion. Body wash. Oh, it's awful. If though. the smell of body wash could be made into a taste, that's what it tastes like. I want like. you to imagine eating lotion. Yes. And also eating sunscreen at the same time. Between the two of it. these, where do you rank them? Um, I like both of them. They're both very good, but I like the butter more. I'm a simple lady. I liked the soup, the umami one. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the pudding. Pudding, yeah, those were fucking weird. You didn't even have the strawberry. The strawberry is disgusting. That uh, was really good. The gross. grape one was fine. I wouldn't buy them. I wouldn't buy them ever again either. So that's uh, I love every Lay's I've ever had. Between the Lay's These and this. These are very dry. 
So I would go for the Lay's. Personally, I'd go for the Lay's. Um, I've never had a Lay's flavor I didn't like uh, when it comes to, like, from... I think that these are Thai. I think that these are from Thailand. These are. I like all the Thai Lay's I've ever had. That's fair. I've had quite a few because I think that they're good. Uh, But the flavor of these is good. I wish that they weren't so dry. They were very dry. My thing is the lime was overwhelming. Um, I like the grass jelly more than I thought I would. Did not like the honeydew. Uh, This is fine. Um, I will drink it. Taro was on the bottom of my list for that. I like the grass jelly. I finished the grass jelly. Um, Honeydew was okay. It definitely tastes like I'm sipping on cantaloupe juice milk. Kind of weird. But it's potent in flavor. And I guess if that's what you're looking for, that's cool. Otherwise, um, we didn't open the matcha. Kimmy doesn't like matcha. I'll try the matcha a different time and do it because I'm getting a migraine from the amount of sugar we ate today. Mostly me. I drank a if whole one. If this was one. colder, I'd like it more. I could not provide that for you, and I'm sorry. But uh, but with ice, this would slap. That would also slap. Sorry. But otherwise, th- thank you for joining us on our first podcast for the crime-ish. And we know we'll be back again. I think we're going to try and do it fucking eventually i can only take like one true crime full run through a month so i mean i can listen to it a lot but it's researching and i'm really bad at procrastinating that's true but if i put you on a timeline you'll complete it so yeah the day of (laughs) probably but you know what i had a good time this will be up on youtube and spotify of course the audio will be up on spotify and then the actual visuals of me and kimmy trying these snacks will be up on youtube so those will be the two places you can go and listen to us when it comes up and probably right now like i said it's end of september but this will be up in october during spooky season that's why i got spooky i did no effort because i worked today so i kind of did half ass effort but that's okay so next time we should try peeps we can try peeps we can try holiday peeps That'd be so cute. Yeah. Sorry. Ideas for the next time. But otherwise, stay funky. Um, inspect, you know, respect indigenous women and be aware of the social, like, saddest things around you and how the world's kind of fucked. And, you know, black lives still matter. Don't be a homophobic dick. And try to live your life as best as you can. We hope to be back. Also, please don't commit uh, murder. Yeah, don't do that. That's a pretty given. Please... Don't do ha- any of the things that we <laughs> no. talked about today. So Please don't decapitate your mother. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, have a nice night. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>